the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, it's a Monday. We're back at State Capitol, third floor house side. And uh, the House is back in session. And uh, here in the next few moments, they should be taking on uh, the minimum wage uh, here in the state of Arkansas. And it, it, minimum wage going up in some other areas as well. Uh, I'm wondering if this has happened to you. I know it's happened uh, in... Little Rock, it's happened in Cabot and evidently up in Heber Springs. You've gone in and you've ordered something at McDonald's. Because and, and, I've been seeing some stories on, um, on Facebook. Now, whether they're true or not, I don't. And that's why I'm bringing it up to you and see if this has happened to you. You've gone in and uh, one particular story, I saw the person order two egg McMuffins and a couple of drinks and was told the price was going to be X, Y, or Z. I'm not going to say what they said it was. And uh, when the person questioned why it was so high, they were told it's because of the new minimum wage that's going in, and they have to uh, they have to raise uh, prices to make up for paying people this higher minimum wage. Sort of like a fuel surcharge, except for labor. So it, it makes a, an interesting question. I'm just trying to figure out if this is true or not. You don't have to go on the air. I'm just going to, you can talk to Russ back at the station and tell him yes or no or whatever. 823-0965. 823-0965. Have you heard this uh, at uh, McDonald's? Uh, they've told you that, you know, things are more expensive because uh, of the minimum wage increase. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, in fact, I saw on the, the person told the story and then another person uh, said, yeah, I was at this one in Cabot and they said almost exactly the same thing, which is if that's the case, then uh, McDonald's has put out some kind of talking points or whoever mm-hmm. owns these McDonald's around here is put out uh, well, the, talking points. The, the thing points. is, you know, if, if you've got 10 employees and you have to go up a dollar for every hour and your store is open for 16, 18 hours a day, then that's uh, it can it, that adds up and you've got to you've got to come up with a difference somewhere um, or else take a cut and pay for yourself if you're if you're an owner. Which that might be that might be a big chunk of your profit. Well, it's kind of interesting because you know we had J.R. Davis on last week, and he was adamant uh, that uh, the legislature and there's several legislators trying to carve out some exemptions right. on the minimum wage to protect some businesses, and uh, he was saying that the governor didn't believe that those exemptions should be carved out, that there were already some exemptions, in fact, in place already. And 
and I don't know what the, what those are exactly, but he said they were there, and he said that the the will of the people should be should be followed, and it, it opens up a, a great discussion. It is a- as as a as a person who comes here to uh, represent your constituents. It sounds like to me some of these representatives and senators are trying to strike a balance for their constituents that own businesses that mm-hmm. in some cases may be put out of business with the uh, this thing uh, going into effect, the minimum wage in- increase. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they want to give the people, they don't want to strike the minimum wage. They want it to continue to be there. However, they think that there has to be it, there has to be some equality here, so that some businesses aren't going to go out of business because of it. Well, you know, if we use the analogy of the minimum wage is, is like raising the top, sorry, raising the bottom rung of the ladder up a little higher. You know, the people that are on the bottom rung, maybe their 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 wages will go up a little bit, but for those who haven't got to the bottom rung yet. It may be that they never they can't, never even, re- they they can't, can't reach jump it. up and grab they hold can't get, of it. Get to it, and so you know, I was reading a story a while back that one of the early minimum wage laws was actually designed for the purpose of keeping black people out of a certain industry because they were willing to work for a lot less money. But when you impose a minimum wage, then you know if you have to if you ha- if you're going to have to pay the the higher wage, then you 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 would prefer to just go ahead and hire someone who's more productive rather than taking someone who is uh, maybe less educated, like you could afford to do before when you could charge or when you could pay lower wages. But if you have to pay higher wages anyway, then you might as well go ahead and hire the the person who had a, a greater level of productivity. And so I think one of these early minimum wage laws was designed to actually block. Um, black people from finding employment in a certain industry, and um, so it was. It, it was. It was designed sort of maliciously on some level because white people kind of like gun rights. Well, yeah, time. I think some of the some of the gun laws have actually been put in place for the purpose of disarming black people, from what I understand. And so you make the gun laws kind of kind of vague, and then you can kind of enforce them selectively, and, I, and that's that's pretty treacherous, but. It, the fact is that some people are pretty treacherous. Well, the bottom line is they 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 made gun laws so that a black man couldn't get a gun. That was basically. I mean, that's been explained to me many many times uh, that that's the reason. In the South, we had a lot of the gun laws that we had they kind of they didn't want they didn't want black men to have have guns. No, I, I think that's generally the idea. That the fact is that you know back in the South. And maybe even in the north as well. Well, when you'd see black people getting lynched, you know, if these people were armed, that might not have happened so much. If they were able to defend themselves from the, the tyranny that was going on, and, and um, but when you when they made laws that were designed for the purpose of, of being able to to selectively enforce them in in a way that they could disarm the people they would like to disarm and leave the other people alone. It's, it's treacherous. All right, let's go ahead and get a quick break. We'll get an early one here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're uh, waiting for the vote to uh, for Lundstrom's bill on the uh, 
House floor. What's the number of that bill? Well, there's actually two or three of them here on the list. So there's HB 1752. I'll, I'll just kind of read the titles here. To amend the Minimum Wage Act of the state of Arkansas to provide an exception to the definition of employer and to amend the Minimum Wage Act of the state of Arkansas res- resulting from initiated Act 5 of two- 2018. That's, that's HB 1752. Then HB 1751 is another one. The title just says to amend the Minimum Wage Act of the state of Arkansas. And then there's one more. It's actually HB 1753, and it says the title is to amend the Minimum Wage Act of the state of Arkansas to provide an exception to the definition of employee. Earlier, the other one was to provide an exception to the definition of employer. So this is, this is for the employee. And to amend the Minimum Wage Act of the state of Arkansas resulting from initiated Act 5. So it looks like we've got one bill dealing with employers, another bill dealing with employees. Now I'm going to suggest to you, as you just heard, we're going to show the passion as the Dave Ellsworth Classic movie next month. Uh, and that is on April 9th, because uh, Easter is the weekend, what is it, the 21st? So uh, we want to, uh, you know, make sure everybody gets into the Easter, the real Easter spirit, not, not, color, not colored eggs or Cadbury eggs, but uh, about uh, the cross. So we want to give you an opportunity to see that movie. It's a great motion picture. If you've never seen it, you need to see it. If you have seen it, you probably want to see it again. Uh, make sure you go to Riverdale10.com and buy your tickets ASAP because they're going to sell out on this. Uh, so, um, again, that's Riverdale10.com. Get your tickets now. Uh, I would I would say children 10 years of age and up you just take into consideration your own children and can they can they take the you know the scourging scenes and things of that nature if you haven't seen the movie it is how's the best way to put this it's very realistic it's a little bit rough well it's it's beyond a little bit it's real rough it really does show you what a scourging was back in that day with Roman rule. All right, so I'll keep reminding you about it. Get your tickets now. If there's one movie I'm showing this year, I think you should see it's this one. Again, that's Riverdale10.com. Get your tickets. Uh, there'll be you know you get your seats and you'll uh, have those seats because. They're specifically well, they assign to yours. There. Yeah, they're and all they're, assigned. They're, they're reclining. They're, no, it's, they're, it's they, great. They've, re, they've redone the theater there. And yeah, it's beautiful. The, the place is really, really, really nice. All right, so we come back. We've been talking about minimum wage because it's up on the House floor today. Here in the next few minutes, three different bills are going to be brought to um, the state representatives, and they're going to make up their mind, you know, if they're going to support or not support. Uh, we had sent Zach up there, but he's been called back to the station. So we're going to find somebody else here in a moment. I'll grab somebody from the here in the the Granite Halls and send them up there to yeah, sit so. there and listen. And well, Timothy's up there, and then you know, was Timothy there? Timothy was going up there, and I think maybe um, Robbie Robertson was actually going to be up there as well. Well, so. send send Timothy a, a note no. and tell him to to send the vote totals text, and say, text yeah, text them to you. Okay, so that we'll have them just as soon as they they come in. Hot, hot off the wire. And keep everybody up to date. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. The governor thinks. 
they shouldn't make any changes at all. There's representatives and state senators. I've talked to both, and uh, they have all said that uh, they don't think it's right not to do something for the smaller businesses in Arkansas that may not be able to take this particular hit against their businesses. And I I don't know if I disagree with that. I, I agree with the will of the people, but when the will of the people, number one, uh, they go out and do something that I think is unconstitutional, which is the people telling people who specifically own their own businesses what they must contract to pay somebody, I think that that can be that can be challenged in it, in in state court and at the state supreme court. It can. I'm not sure how they would how they would view that. Um, but at the end of the day, though, I think it might actually be har- more harmful to some of those who are actually employees. Um, I've got, I have a tenant right now that that has a tr- has trouble finding a job. She has trouble keeping a job, and. Um, this was previous to the minimum wage increase. Well, she has she has some problems. She, yeah, she, she's she's got some. Her social skills are not that great, and so she has trouble keeping keeping a job. But she's productive enough to actually to be useful to somebody. But I think the new minimum wage laws are actually it's it's kind of pushing her over the edge to where she has a hard time competing with a you know a twenty year old kid that's. Um, that's um, doesn't have some of the same issues that she has, and so if she could actually be exempted from this and be able to work for a little less money, she might be able to hold down a job and be able to make ends meet. Right now, she's kind of on the Paul Calvert welfare program because I kind of let her stay there without paying much rent. But and so I don't know what she would do if she didn't have that place to live. But she she was she could make her she could pay her bills and make her ends make ends meet if she could work for for. For less money, I think, but she's she's capable of being productive, and she's she's held down a job in the past. But I think with the current employment situations going on and the minimum wage, it's hard for her to to, to make it as an um, independent person. Now, I don't know what uh, has ever been wrong with you're out looking for a job and you're willing to work for X amount of dollars and if you if the person can't meet that you don't have to take their job right you know if they uh, if they can then they're well, well, they can take the job well, the, nothing the, irritated me more as being a, a person who was uh, the head of a department or whatever for somebody to come in to me after a few weeks of working in say the news department saying you know i I, you know, I need a raise. And I look at him and I said, wait a second, if I remember correctly, you came to me looking for a job. And I told you what the job paid and you agreed to it. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying you don't agree to it? Well, if you don't agree to it and you don't want the gig anymore, and well, if not, and if they're not good productive, luck, good luck to you, and uh, I'll have to get somebody else to fill this right. gig. And if they're not productive enough for you to say, you know what, I could, I can't afford to lose this guy, then you just made a lot of. Sometimes go. that's not true. Sometimes right. they're they were very productive. They were great employees, uh, but uh, you know, I I want the guy who sets sets the wage. Uh, guidelines. Mm-hmm. I have to work within those guidelines. Yep. I'd go maybe see my boss and say, "Hey, can we afford an extra couple of dollars an hour mm-hmm. for this guy?" 
or this gal? And if they said no, I have to go back and say, there's nothing I can do about it. This is what you make. You either either stay or you go. Which way way are you going to go? Right. And, you 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 know, if I was desperate, needing a job really bad, maybe I'm hungry. I might go up to a gas station and they say they're not hiring, but I say, you know what? Let me just stand outside your gas station and I'll wash the windshields on cars as they come through. Can I do that and just pay me two bucks an hour or whatever it is? I'm I'm hungry. They I can't. need to eat. I know it would they be illegal can't. for them yeah, to do that. It is illegal. That, we we were having a discussion over lunch where somebody wanted to help somebody mm-hmm. and they could not because the government got involved in it. Right. That's and that's absurd. And so we make. We, we make um, sensible, charitable options, or not necessarily even charity, because I'm not asking for charity. I'm just, I'm just going up to somebody that can't afford to hire me at normal wages and asking them, you know what, give me enough so I can eat. That's all I want. Why is that illegal? Maybe they certain simply because the government says it's and illegal. right, and that's that's the the perverseness of of this kind of thing is that you know someone might not be able to afford to hire me, but they'll be able to afford to feed me if I can actually provide them some small service that might bring them a half a dozen more customers in every day. And I just don't, you know, I understand the emotional feeling for casting a ballot yes. I do too. I understand that. However, feelings will more often than not Lead you wrong. Sure. What does the Bible say? The heart is deceptive and desperately wicked. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is you think you're going to help people when, in fact, in many cases, you're going to hinder them and cause them pain. Well, just like just like sometimes a parent will bail out their child that gets in trouble over and over and over, and at some point you got to realize that Sometimes you need to pay for the consequences to learn. Yeah. And and we do that so much in government, and it and it, de- it has developed us into a people that is pretty dumb sometimes. Yeah. As, as of general population, we've become pretty foolish, I'm afraid. i got a couple of minutes. Is this a friend of yours who's sitting across? Well, no, she's, she's actually kind of on the other side of the, um, of the landlord-tenant situation, Bill. But I think at this point we're kind of both ready for the bill to die is that is that a fair thing to say you don't have to come on the air if you don't want to but um so that's that's what we were talking about a little bit during the break no oh, okay trying to trying to figure out where I this thing is and she was getting text messages that must have been entertaining because she was laughing <laughs> she was laughing i was just looking over and she was laughing yeah. i was just making sure she wasn't laughing at what i was saying oh, she might have been who knows yeah no anyway no but that's I don't know. We'll have to text him and see if... I did. I texted Tim to, to get a... Um, okay. Has any, has any of them come up yet? Uh, I don't think he's sitting here back yet. He's. I asked him to get the get the vote totals. No, he must they, be enamored with what's going on. Maybe so. Maybe they haven't actually, actually started the, the debate that's, yet. That's the, that's the uh, problem of sending somebody else 
up to listen to arguments. They get so enamored with yeah. the action on the floor that they forget to do well, what we've asked them well, to do. Well, actually, Zach came down, and he was saying that they're just kind of jumping around on the agenda. So no, may, okay. they may just be kind of out of order with it. We'll see. All right. Let's get a break in. Uh, hey, don't forget about uh, Dwayne Smith. Uh, he is a Allstate agent. He also has his own agency. It is the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency in Sherwood, 3920 East Keel Avenue. And the phone number there, 501-819-0373. Here's all I'm going to say to you. If yeah, you want to make sure you're getting the biggest bang for your buck, what you need to do is take in the insurance you currently have, home, auto, health, the whole nine yards, and uh, sit down with one of either Dwayne himself or one of his workers and have them uh, look at what Allstate can do for you. You might find that they can save you a considerable amount of money. 501-819-0373 to make an appointment, 3920 East Keel in Sherwood. Here's the news. Yeah, we're back with you, third floor, state capitol, house side, and uh, we are waiting to see how things go for Robin Lundstrom today, state representative from up in northwest Indiana. She's got three bills sitting there today uh, on uh, the uh, the House to listen to and uh, cast her votes on. House Bill 1752 to amend the Minimum Wage Act of the state of Arkansas to provide an exemption to the definition of employer and to amend the Minimum Wage Act of the State of Arkansas resulting from Initiated Act 5 of 2018. Then there's House Bill 1751 to amend the Minimum Wage Act of the State of Arkansas and House Bill 1753 to amend the Minimum Wage Act of the State of Arkansas to provide an exception to the definition of employee and to amend the Minimum Wage Act of the State of Arkansas resulting from Initiated Act 5 of 2018. And and a lot of people have been really adamant saying, no, you can't amend this at all. It's Initiated Act, people have voted. And others have said, however, it's going to cause damage. So my, and and it's like, so what if it's going to cause damage? The people have spoken on this. And I'm of the opinion What's wrong with making some tweaks to it that would minimize some of the harm, the damage? I mean, did you really vote hoping that you would hurt business? Is that what you voted for initiated Act 5 for? Or did something happen after you voted for it that you didn't realize because you didn't have all the facts? You voted off of how your... uh, you know, emotions were were running, and you know, yeah, those people deserve more than eight fifty an hour. So we'll kick it up to nine twenty five this year, and another year we'll make it go up to, or a year, two years go up to ten dollars, and then another two years be up at eleven dollars. Thought that was a good idea, except you're not the one who has to pay the money. Right. Well, the thing thing is that you know you might be worth. 11 or 12 or 15 bucks an hour, but there might be somebody else out there who has much lower Nobody even thought that. Well, I think that's that's part of the problem is that we've got people that don't have enough life experience dealing with just real-life issues. Now, a lot of people can actually sit back and notice that, you know, other employees that they work with are lazy. But, of course, maybe they're the ones who are lazy, and so they don't actually see it. 
But it's not too hard to just sit back and recognize, you know what? There's there's some people that I work with who are half as productive as other people that I work with. It's not reasonable for those people to be paid the same. And if we had actual equity, we could go back and look at, you know what, the person who's working harder and being more productive, they should get paid twice as much as the person who's half as productive. Okay, so, and, and, and this is the other part of this. Let's say your entry-level wage is $8.75 an hour. Right. Now it's going to be nine and a quarter. Right. Okay. So you're at, you're going to jump up by what? Almost 10%. Buck, buck, buck and a half per person. Well, what do you do with the person that is above the guy who's the incoming person? And they're only making nine bucks an hour. Are you going to just make them nine twenty-five, which is the amount that you're going to pay a starting, or is the person who's making nine bucks an hour expecting to to go up to ten dollars an hour? And then how about the ones above that person? Right. This is not just hey, well, it's only two hundred dollars a week in salaries. It's much more than that. It's it could be forty dollars. Let's just go by a dollar. All right, forty dollars for one worker. Let's say you. You have 25 workers. Yeah, it adds up. That's 40 times 25. Mm-hmm. And then all the other money on top of it. What's going to happen, some people are going to lose their gigs. Yeah. It's, that, it's that simple. Yeah, I mean, 40 you're times. Going to, you're going to cause, by your vote, people to lose their jobs. Right. Do some, do some math. 40 times 25. That's $1,000, right? Yeah, just about. Yeah. That's $1,000. And so that's, what, two employees? Yeah, that's one. That's one employee. Now add that up, twenty-five employees a week. 20, what is it? What we're looking at what, at that point? Yeah, a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. That's now you're up to twenty-five grand a week, right? No, no, no. That, that was the, the twenty-five employees. Okay. That, that was um, and so at forty hours a week at a dollar an hour difference is is um, is a thousand dollars. But you can. Mm-hmm. That might be, mean you have to fire two employees. Yeah, it's a thousand dollars for those employees. It's four thousand dollars a month. A month. <clears throat> right, and so you might be able. You, it might be the difference in having to hire or fire forty-eight thousand dollars a year. Yeah, so that's that's two or three employees potentially. I mean, I I've heard the arguments. I've been working at McDonald's for twelve years. And I've got two kids, and I need more money. Let me just say, if you've been working at McDonald's for 12 years, and uh, you're making uh, the the lowest scale wages that they offer, you might want to be looking at your work habits. It, that may be true, and that's. But the thing is that there are some people that just kind of have lower productivity, and sometimes they may they may never get. Their productivity may never exceed $8 an hour. And so if we bump the minimum wage up to $10 an hour, it might just mean that someone's going to have to fire. Well, here's the other thing. I know that McDonald's uh, offers tuition assistance. They offer 401Ks oh, and, wow. and all kinds of stuff. They've they've tried, to, and they have to stay competitive. Because mm-hmm. if they don't, they're not going to have... The uh, employees that they need, right? And the thing is, you can. Do you remember this? um, This is going back a a little ways. It was several years, maybe as much as two decades ago. Um, 
let's see, it would have been when it had to be early 2000s. And I took my uh, my family to Orlando to uh, go to this to a theme park mm-hmm. for a vacation. And when I got down there, they McDonald's was having a hard time finding people to fill positions, and they were offering some good money, but there there was it had they had to offer a whole lot, right? Of money because there was people. competition. Yeah, a lot of competition. Right. The same thing happens in some of these oil field towns where there's just a severe shortage of, of labor. So what what you saw where they were busing people in. Oh wow! From other areas in Florida for, for and putting these people up for them to have enough people to work. Well. At their McDonald's in Orlando, you know, I've, you know, my buddy Timothy that comes around here, he's done some work in the oil field up in, um, I think maybe North Dakota. No, well, there the Bra- the the Bracken. It may have been. I, I don't remember, but anyway, he was he was telling me how how far they would drive so they could find housing. Oh yeah, it was crazy up and, there. And, and I, th- I think he was saying they paid maybe they may have been paying like seventeen dollars an hour at, at McDonald's. Oh yeah, for employees up there. But the, the he was just saying that the shortage of housing to rent was was pretty severe. I think he was saying they may have been driving five or six hours a day back and forth. I can imagine on, that. having to spend that much time on the road because they were living yeah, so was, far away. They were doing the drilling and stuff out there in Dickinson, and then in this in the uh, interior of the state, Minot areas like that. And yes. It, it, it got to be very, very competitive. Now, it went down a little bit, but now it's starting to build back up again up there. Well, it's just the, the fact is that markets respond. And effectively what they had there in the Dakotas was like a gold rush. Oh, yeah. When, when you have a gold rush... I tried have, to talk my son into going up there to the gold rush. Yeah. yeah, when you have these gold rush situations, what happens is you've got... Tons and tons of money that's being pulled out of the ground, basically. And so it's just flowing all over the place. And so you've got people that are willing to pay two or three times normal prices for things because they need it, and they need it now. Now, on the other end, if it suddenly be, they start pumping dust, so to speak. Right, they pump water instead and of oil. suddenly now there's not as much uh, being pumped out. And, bu- and businesses start pulling out, the price of keeping somebody on there uh, w- will fall precipitously. Sure, it may, it may go. You'll have foreclosures. Mm-hmm. You'll have businesses that sprung up when uh, this started that suddenly will close up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's the way it works. It does work that way completely. All right, got to get a break in. Let's do that. Got a quarter till three at three o'clock. Robert Steinbach needs to be here. He's got to get here, man. There's people that want it to get their picture taken with Mr. Steinbach. He's got his own group of groupies now that we're showing, we're hanging out, waiting <laughs> to get his picture. So that's uh, the way it works when you do the Dave Ellswick show here on 101.1 FM. The answer. All right, so I'm back with you here on the third floor on the house side, Paul. Can- is here with me. So uh, Paul was looking at Walter Williams on his Facebook post, and he's talking about like 50 people have been now arrested because they're, they were bribing school officials 
to get their kids into their to to their uh, particular uh, academic uh, uh, school. So it says they often paid more than one hundred thousand dollars. Some to paid as much as six point five million. Wow. Now here here is what's wild and where I think here in the states things are gotten crazy. The FBI, I forget which actress it was. It wasn't Lawton. She's the one from Full House. It was not her. It was the other lady that has been in the news, and I can't think of her name right now. But bottom line, there was a knock at her door, and her doorbell was rung, and she opened the door, and there were seven, seven FBI agents with uh, guns drawn. Wow. Raiding her house. Now, over, you gave a $1,000 to make sure your son got into, I don't know, what, Harvard? I'm just using that. I don't know if anybody went to Harvard or not. But the bottom line was, why do you have to draw your weapons? This is kind of like a, a, a an administrative sneakiness it's not it's not like someone has is has gone and, and robbed a bunch of people at gunpoint or killed a bunch of people they, they engaged in some kind of unethical behavior so I, I'm kind of with you on that you know even if it was illegal does it warrant coming in with guns drawn yeah let me ask, let's ask I'm gonna ask Ken Yang got the microphone in front of me. move up on the mic I gotta ask us okay okay so Walter Williams posted on Facebook today 50 people now have been arrested for paying enormous amounts of money to have kids take their their son or daughter's SAT or ACT and get them into schools and things of that nature. And I can't think uh, who the actress was. It wasn't the one from Full House. It was the other. It was a knock at her door. Her doorbell rang at 7 o'clock in the morning. She comes to the door in her robe. And opens it up, and there are seven, seven FBI agents at her door with their guns drawn. And I'm thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding me. You're treating this person like you're, you know, Bonnie of Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. It's crazy. This Our country has gone certifiably nuts. No, I, could, I could understand something like that if, if the person was strongly suspected of being a mass murderer or or something of that nature. But, you know, this is kind of a white collar. These are ACT terrorists. <laughs> I mean, they, she, you know, she's never had any propensity to be be violent. Or, or dangerous. Any, or dangerous or anything like that. Um, what's, you know, that's funny that they, they do that for her. And then in other instances, we walk on eggshells when it comes to violent, actual violent offenders. Well, we don't want to upset an illegal, now do we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, but this seems... Well, Cortez might get upset then. Maybe so. But the, the thing is that, you know, sometimes it's, it's reasonable to take extraordinary measures to prevent someone from um, fleeing or... Or from attacking you, but she paid a thousand dollars to get her kid into a school. I don't care if she flees or not. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like it's not like they just murdered seventeen people and, and are fleeing. In that case, it's quite reasonable to to go in very heavily armed and and just uh, really aggressively. But you know, that's 
And the and the FBI has ways to keep tabs on people to see if someone's actually fleeing or something. So it's not like they didn't know she was home. I don't know if they, it's they, one of those things where they want to make sure for the cameras they can get them out there to do the perk walk, <laughs> you know, so they can embarrass the living crap out of them and stuff, like they did to Roger Stone. They did that to Stone. Yep. Stone didn't have any proclivity to be dangerous they just want they they tipped off some people in fact they tipped off cnn Mm. and when people get arrested the media is not supposed to know that someone's going to get arrested at 3 p.m eastern time or something yeah roger stone 3 a.m you know (laughs) nobody's even thinking about it you know that's three o'clock in the morning is the the time that special forces typically will set off uh some kind of a of a, uh, or something. Yeah, something like that because that's someone. when you're. You know, well, it's when you're deepest asleep. They th- they they've done studies on it, so they can get you when you're when you're not ready for it. But that's for terrorists. It's not for somebody paying a thousand dollars. It's sort to of somebody. That's like that's sort of like. You're not wearing your seatbelt, and the police pull you over, and there's 17 officers come up with their guns drawn, and you're you're a terrible, evil, wicked person, and we're going to kill you if you don't hold your hands just in the right position. I'm sorry. Some some crimes, some things may be illegal, but there's no indication that the person is actually going to be violent. Well, here's the bottom line: paying to get your kid in in front of somebody else that probably there's deserves some, it. Some ethical the, issues. Yeah, there. it's it's ethically terrible that you've done that but let's be honest it doesn't require seven fbi agents with drawn guns nope. to take care of you no it makes for good tv like you said i before. guess that's, well, that's I mean, all i can and, and, figure and why is it even a federal issue why, why do they have federal agents because it went across it? state lines oh it's mail fraud wire fraud mm-hmm. that crazy. was going that was going on on all of that stuff but you know, it just goes to show, and Ben Shapiro wrote a really good article about this. Look, these these kids might not ever even graduate from that college, but they can put on their resume that they, were there. That they attended Harvard yeah. University. I've got a friend. And that gets you in through doors, my friend. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I've got a friend who, who did an internship at, at um, Princeton. The guy was pretty sharp from an academic standpoint. I think he made a. I think he made a thirty-five on his ACT, and I think he maybe aced the SAT. I mean, academically speaking, this kid was pretty well at the top, mm-hmm. and so he 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 had a, a paid scholarship. Doesn't paid, mean you're going to do well in college. I can oh, tell you that he did. This kid did, but okay. Um, so he, he he does pretty well at this point, and that was several years ago when he when he when he was making those kind of grades, and um, so he he can tell people he went to Princeton for a while. And um, so it looks somewhat prestigious. Um, now I think his priorities are, are a little different. He's got kids and a wife, and he's a, a homeschool dad. And it's, but the thing is that that it is sort of a prestigious thing. And for parents who have lots of money, if they can buy their children's way into a to the to the prestige, what I liked is Lori Lawton's kid. You know, she had to pay. X amount of dollars just to get her into USC. USC is not like all that difficult to get into, but her evidently her daughter did not, not have very, very good, uh, very good grades and stuff. Anyway, on the on the first week of school, you know where she was at? What's that? Fiji, hanging out on mm. the beach, getting drunk. 
That's what oh. she was doing. Well, I wish we could see how all of these kids, what their average was at the end of. After they've paid. After the end of four years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Did thing you is, see the political cartoon in the paper, the two football players sitting on the bench in a college game, and there's this real skinny kid next to him. How'd they make the team? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, if, if government wasn't involved in so-called higher education, if they weren't involved in colleges and universities, why is it anybody's business if somebody wants to pay $4 million to, to get their child so they can have a seat in the classroom somewhere? Well, if somebody else deserves it, I can understand right. well, if, if the it's, problem. If it's just minimum, a minimum number of slots available, I mean... If, if there's a limited number of slots available, I can kind of understand that. But at the end of the day, if it's private, if, if all of them are private schools, you know, if, if they want to, to allow parents to, 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 if they want to basically auction off the, the seats in the school. Well, you better make sure everybody understands knows that it. that's the way you're doing yeah. it. And that would, that would be, that's the thing is. Because I would be, che- I'd be saying, be kind well, of you're off. checking your ethnics at the door right, here. Right, right. And the thing is, but, but checking if Checking them at the bank. If, yes. Well, and that's the thing is you cash, it, cash your cashing them at the bank. And, but the thing is, though, if that's how, the way they want to run their school, where they basically auction off no problem. the slots, private I don't school. have a problem with that with a private yeah. school. Um, but when the when the government... I hope they close, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, problem. actually, you know, it might if be... If you're not telling people, that's it, what It you're might doing. be an interesting school because, you know, if your parents are paying four or five million dollars to get you into, into the school, a lot of parents might actually push their kids to do something with it. But then you get to the point where where does it end? What happens if they start paying the teachers to give yeah. out certain grades? Yep, you're so, correct. Right. At, you're at some point, they're giving great. out fraudulent degrees. Yep. So, Ken, what are you here watching? Well, uh, we uh, have a couple pro-life bills. One came out of the Senate floor yesterday, and one came out of the Senate floor um, just, just a while ago that Senator Stubblefield ran, and they're headed to the... Uh, House end. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I don't know how much time I have left to talk about those. Can you stick around? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll keep you. I'm gonna, we're going to keep Ken Yang here. He'll bring us up to what they're doing. You guys watching the minimum wage arguments? I've been watching. I don't think I don't think anyone else has yeah, been. Watching what does it mean? I got I got I've an got, answer from Stephen Meeks. Okay, we'll come back and we'll tell you what it means. They passed over something. That's coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stand by. All right, back at on the third floor, House side, State Capitol. Uh, Ken Yang has joined us, and it's good to have him here with us. He's around a lot, uh, doing work for uh, the family, uh, what family life family council. council, family council, yeah, the family yeah. council. And then you got uh, he works with Jerry Cox and and uh, Luke and McCoy and there's one other person, Sharice. Thank Charisse. you, Sharice. Yep. Yeah that are uh, involved uh, with life issues typically, but more over the last few years, things that have uh, direct impact on uh, the lives of uh, Arkansans and how much money they have as middle-class people and things of that nature, they've gotten involved with that. Plus, uh, Robert Steinbach is uh, joining us. He's untangling his uh, earbuds. I'm right untangling now. my life in front of you. <laughs> Doing his thing right. I told him he he needed to be here at two. There no. were there were literally seriously there were people standing here clamoring for Steinbach because they want to take pictures with him. I told my cousins that I'd be here later, yeah, but they. Well, I, and then I just told him he's got groupies, but they're not female. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dave, I thought the line when you and Paul were talking earlier about the ACT. ACT terrorists was brilliant. <laughs> that's a brilliant line. That's, well, that's what they treated them like. Well, that, I mean, well, it was so was over that, the top. That lady was from, uh, oh, what was that? Uh, what was that? The Housewives. Yeah, right? the Housewives. Mm. But yeah, not, the, not, the, not, not the reality no, Housewives. No, no, the they, one that was on, Chan- on ABC. And yeah. I, but anyway, they, they literally showed up at her door. At 7 o'clock in the morning, knocked... Beat Huffman. Up. Felicity yeah, Huffman. Yeah, there you go. We're beating on the door and ringing the doorbell. She comes to the door in her rope and opens the door up, and there's seven FBI agents with guns drawn because they gave several thousand dollars to one of the schools to get, I think, their daughter. Well, they bought them off. The I mean, they, you know, they bribed the school. It was, yeah. I mean, at yeah. least that's the allegation. Let's be fair. But with, with that said, and, it, and you know, it's bad. It's dirty it. behavior. But, <laughs> but, yeah, it's dirty behavior. Unethical. But it's not, you know, where are the guns? But the same yeah. thing, by the way, this is the point with even with Roger Stone, right? You remember when we had the video of Roger Stone? I made Stone? it, too. Where yeah. they tipped the CNN crew Yeah, this is CNN is, is, is camped out front, and Roger, and they show <laughs> up with these AR-15s. Yeah. You know, by the way, why are these weapons of war when we as citizens want to carry them, <laughs> but then they show up at this guy who, listen, I've never been a huge fan of Roger Stone. No. But guess what? Even people bag. that I don't like have constitutional rights. Yeah. Isn't it funny how that works? Well, you know, it's sort of like the First Amendment. It's for the stuff I don't like, not well, the stuff I like. And constitutional <laughs> rights or not, the fact is that these armed invasions, these kind of hostile situations... Right, hold on, guys. Hold on a second. Before we get into this... Yeah. All right. I got Ken Yang here. Oh, yeah, Ken. Go ahead. I'm okay. sorry, Ken. Yeah, no, you're let's, fine. Let's just get... The conscience bill. You're going to love this, Robert. Okay, I'm listening. The, con- the conscience bill failed again. This is the third time it's been run. This is the third time it's been run. The first time we ran it in 2013, I think, I believe, Representative David Meeks ran it. We didn't run it in 15. Ran it in 17. Ran it this year, and it failed uh, uh, in committee uh, late Thursday last week. So which Republicans are holding out on it? Uh, I believe the four Republicans that voted no were uh, Representative Bruce Coleman, Representative Lee Johnson, uh, Representative Justin Boyd, and Representative Michelle Gray. Okay, good, so good for I, him for knowing no, the names. That no, was like when we three, were three. Three of them, I don't even know who they are. All right, because they evidently just show up and and push the button the way their handlers tell them. Michelle Gray, I do know, and it kind of surprises me she would vote against this because of the position she works in. Well, she had actually, we had, she had some issues with the bill, and that morning, uh, Representative Smith had said that as long as we addressed those concerns, she was a yes. And we addressed those concerns, and uh, she was uh, somehow still a no. Um, And so... You know, it's you know, conscience is should be one of the most protected things that we have as uh, individuals here in the United States, and this would protect you know people in the medical field that did not want to participate in something that violated their conscience, and that's non-emergent type procedures, and there are. Uh, uh, there was a section in there specifically addressing discriminatory actions and things of that sort. So we wanted to make sure that we protected everyone in the bill, and we made it better. We we addressed the concerns that everyone had last year, and still didn't matter that we addressed those concerns uh, with some of our Republican uh, friends. So the bottom line is this. 
They needed 11 votes. They got nine. Yes. Even Michelle Gray had voted four. They'd still been one short. Yes, correct. So I need to figure out who these people are so I can get them on the air and let them talk about it. Yeah. And I think you should get, let uh, Representative Smith talk about it because he's worked on this. This is his second term to work so on Brent's it. So the guy behind it. Brent right Smith now. is the one behind it, and he's worked really, really hard. And, uh, you know, I know you don't always get your way here, but it, it's frustrating on something as simple as protecting conscience. We can't even be for. That's why he was so irritated. When we saw him Thursday, well, he was, he was hot. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Brant hot a couple of times, one on the flag and now on, on this, evidently. Yep. So, you know, that's understandable. If you've worked hard to cover the basis of why somebody votes against something and yes. they say yeah you know if you just yeah. change this and you change it and that's still, still not it, enough it doesn't fix it wrong. that ticks but, you off but it's, but it's also a simple simple concept Con- protecting conscience is something simple and you know not I, when you're a politician I, and, I, and i'm in these committee and this is not everyone but there are some legislators where it's getting kind of tiresome of hearing well what's the problem this building is not always to address problem it's to be strategic and address things that's at the horizon or address things that will become a problem in the future that's what makes good legislators and good legislatures from the past is people that address problems similar to the uh, uh, um, physician assisted suicide thank goodness the legislators back in 1999 passed a law banning physician assisted suicide or douglas's bill might have passed because we wouldn't have had a law that's correct that's correct and so th- that's you know the whole we we only take up issues when there's a problem is just absolutely baloney well the thing is doctor assisted suicide is a thing throughout yeah. throughout the world and it's, it's kind of a big thing in other yeah. parts of the world. Yeah, we've seen what it's done in Norway. Do, yeah. do we, can we see other places, maybe in this country, other places, parts of the world, where some of these um, issues with about conscience are really a problem? Well, there there are places here in the U.S. and and I don't have the examples in front of me where conscience is a problem, but states like Illinois and uh, Mississippi have conscience protection, and mm-hmm. there's been no issue with the uh, with their conscience laws, and right. so it's something easy to pass, just like religious freedom was easy to pass a few years ago, and it's just something that's proactive to protect religious liberty. Wait, wait, wait a second, you're talking about riffra. That wasn't an easy well, lift. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. That was <laughs> not an easy lift. So there's a, there's a bill, I think it's in the Senate right now, dealing with female genital, genital mutilation. Yes, that is yes. a, if I understand it correctly, that's a Muslim thing. It's a thing that Muslims do. Mm-hmm. And some doctors might not want to participate in that. Yep. And so your bill would, would um, basically make it so that someone who doesn't want to participate in it wouldn't have to yeah, actually doctors help. And, and nurses and any healthcare professional mm-hmm. that may may be in have that office that which, which could maybe also apply to, to yeah. circumcision which is more common among yeah. Jews and Christians now, and like I said we put protections for people saying that like you know there's a reason why people have job descriptions so if you're mm-hmm. going into a job that performs Abortions or performs uh, uh, circumcision, circumcision or, or whatnot. Or, you'll know beforehand, and you mm-hmm. wouldn't apply for that job. Right. Uh, but we want to protect people that uh, if it's not part of their job description, and it is something that comes up, that they shouldn't have to be uh, uh, required to uh, prescribe that. hormone blockers for someone that wants to be a woman or a man or whatever they're confused about. Um, and and other things, other, there are other examples upon examples, right. and so um, 
you know, we James Madison always talked about how you know protection. I think it was Madison. It might have been Jefferson. I can't remember. One the, our founding fathers, regardless of who, always talked about protecting conscience. How conscience was one of the most vital things that as well, American citizens that some, we had. Some of this kind of becomes an extra extra problem because we have government involved so much in so many different things, especially the medical industry. Yes. And so there's such a shortage of practitioners. And so if you had somebody that's maybe a specialist in an area and maybe they had a conscience issue against something that that you want to have done, then maybe you just couldn't get it done because of that or maybe you have to go to a different state. So I can kind of understand why it's become a problem because government got involved in the first place. Otherwise, yeah. if we actually had free markets, then, you know, if one doctor didn't want to perform a procedure for me, I could probably find another one somewhere right. else more readily. But right now we've got a problem that government, I, th- I believe, created, and now we've got a government but solution But the bottom line is, is if it was an emergency, they, they can't are act. required to get involved. Correct. They can't point. use that as an excuse. Correct. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've seen this law pass in other states, and why we're having such a problem in, quote, a conservative state, I have no idea. This is the honest thing. Uh, I, and I just, I don't... Where's the pushback coming? I mean, even from much Republicans, what? who's telling them that this is not a good thing? Hospitals or who? Well, the hospital association has worked with us, and, and I, you know, they're not, like, out there for it, but they're not against it. We've put language okay, to perfect so they shouldn't the hospital be association. Uh, the sabotage uh, The thing. lobbyist who is supposed to be speaking uh, in favor for the Microsoft Medical Society, I think he spoke against it. He says he represents 4,500 doctors. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh Miller uh, buzzed in and said, um... So how many doctors on your list has contacted you about this bill to, for you to come up here and oppose it? Zero. So he took it on his own mm. own uh, mm. uh, initiative. initiative to go up there so, and, and speak against it. And so it, was, what, it was That was odd, too. So what kind of procedures would commonly come up? I know there's a, a common procedure where they put a pig valve in people's hearts sometimes mm-hmm. because they've got a faulty valve. Yeah, that's been... Uh, Is that the, kind of the, the, that, that's the, been that kind of the poster up. child uh, issue? Those that, those things have been brought up. Uh, we're in the age of like uh, um, dispensing contraceptives. Right. Uh, that's been uh, brought up. The whole... Uh, hormone uh, therapy uh, that's been a that's actually been right. a real issue in many many states because and you've got people that just, you know, this is just barbaric we don't want to and we don't want to participate in this yes, correct moronic Cause practice, not, yeah because it, it's not natural and it's it's stupid uh, <laughs> in, in scientific terms, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, things uh, things of that sort, and just giving extra protection to people. Abortion is another one of them. Mm-hmm. Extra protection to other healthcare professionals. All right. So, from uh, I'm expecting that in two years, I'll expect to see this come back up again. Well, we hope so. I mean, we're going to try. This was this was one of our key pieces of legislation this time. And uh, it's unfortunate that uh, it, couldn't, it couldn't even get out of committee. I don't think it's going to run again. I just don't think there's uh, uh, the, for it. there's this, there's not the stomach for it, and I don't think we can uh, convince enough Republicans to change their minds. Let we get ready to run this again in two years. Let me know, and we need to start the drumbeat loud and and often leading yep. into the session, so that everybody is surely been educated on it. It's not going to put anybody at risk. I mean, if 
if no. somebody can't do a procedure or doesn't want to do a procedure, it's as easy as somebody else picking up their slot in line, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. It's not difficult. You're right. And like I mentioned before, this, you know, there's a provision about you know companies having their uh, uh, job descriptions and, and making sure that you know, that's a way to protect yourself is mm-hmm. to have that job description for your whoever you're hiring. Well, they can figure out what kind of things might be questionable for people and let them, let them know in advance. Yeah. Okay, quickly, before I let you go, other legislation that's pending. You said a couple of pro-life bills. We have uh, two uh, pro-life bills heading to the House in. They've already passed the Senate in. One's SB 278. It requires the uh, waiting period to get an abortion from 48 hours to 72 hours with additional reporting uh, requirements. Uh, to the state, and then SB 448 is going to require uh, abortion doctors here in Arkansas to be OBGYN, uh, board certified or board eligible, and we also uh, redefine the term uh, viability to what it currently currently is. So those are two good pro-life bills that shouldn't have any trouble. And then also we have a use uh, car tax bill. We're trying to... This is a good one. Um, right now you're taxed uh, if it's over $4,000 for a used car. We're trying to raise that threshold to $7,500. Uh, and that'll be in, hopefully will be in revenue so and tax tomorrow. So that's $3,500 doesn't get taxed. That's right. That's right. Then, you know, it's a Bill Clinton tax uh, that was instituted. He created that tax? Yes. Yeah. Is that that's right? Yes. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's about time that it was put to bed. So can we talk about how dumb this tax is? So if you pay, so the cutoff is actually at at, at $4,000. So you pay $4,000 for a car, you have to pay the tax. Yes. Which the, the, the absurd thing about it is that, so if you pay $3,900 or $3,999.99, you don't pay a nickels in, ta- That's nickel right. in tax. If you pay $4,000 for the car, you have to pay, was it 6 or 7% on the yep. entire amount? Well, and, and the issue is we've tried to say, well, why don't we just not tax the first 4000 $4, That would make and, a lot more sense. The revenue, the the fiscal impacts just too much, Paul. It's just mm-hmm. too much. No, well, the fact I, is, I, the, I the fact is they might collect more taxes if you did that. I heard that if you uh, get a car gifted to you, they assign it the four thousand dollar value. Uh, would it? Would it be surprised? Right. So wow. if it's so if it's gifted to you, it's assigned the four thousand dollar value. Then they can tax you. On. But if you pay five hundred dollars for it, they don't. Yep. So if you pay more than free, you're paying more taxes. Yep. Yep. So we're trying to raise that. John, uh, Representative John Payton on the okay, House right. end, Senator Terry Rice on the Senate end. They'll start on the House end. Ho- Representative Payton's going to try to run it tomorrow, if not tomorrow, right. then it'll be next week. And so that they, we, we, everyone keeps talking about tax cuts for the working family, for the poor. This is that tax cut. It shouldn't even exist, but this is that tax cut for the working family and poor. And, and the whole concept of, well, what about the revenue, uh, the fiscal impact, and the impact? Okay. We raise taxes enough where I think we can swallow eleven million dollars for the people of Arkansas. Is that what they're saying it's going to cost $11 about million? about eleven? Okay, so so we've ra- right now to date, what are we looking at? We've got the fuel tax that was about ninety five million dollars. Yeah. Looks like the nine one one bills. What is that? About twenty four million. Yes. And. Is there anything else that's going up? Well, is there the, some e-cigarette the, taxes? The, ta- the tobacco tax, tobacco which is supposed tax. to be revenue neutral, okay. but it's a hundred million for the for the. But, t- they're, but they're transferring it to e-cigarettes. Is that what they're doing? Uh, they're actually raising the cigarette tax and bringing incorporating, in, incorporating e- the vaping, vaping. vaping. So, so, the, so the e-cigarettes are going to be incorporated, I and mean, e-cigarettes are short, are kind of on the upward climb right now. Yeah. So that's an opportunity to actually raise taxes. 
because just like with the inter- some of those internet sales tax, like yeah. the downloads thing, back when they raised the downloads tax or imposed the downloads tax, yeah. it wasn't a very big thing yet. Yep. All right, we've got to get a break. Appreciate it, Ken. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you having much me. Thank you for having me again. All right, so Dave Ellswick's show. Don't forget that you can learn the little-known strategies that can help you save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes for free and uh, for free tax reduction analysis. That's done by David Lucas of David Lucas Financial. He's the host of the David Lucas Show. You hear him here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. You hear him every Saturday, 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. A free analysis can reveal the little-known strategies and loopholes that could help you save thousands of dollars in taxes on your IRA, 401k, Social Security benefits, and more. Now, to get your free analysis, you've got to be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690. It's your opportunity to save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes in retirement. 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690. Let's get a break, and then we'll come back and continue. Hey, don't forget about PI Roofing now. Not only do they do roofing and home repair and give you the great expertise and professionalism they have in those areas, but now they also do gutter cleaning. I know there's a lot of you don't want to get up on a ladder, don't want to clean out your gutters, and because of that, uh, PI Roofing picked up Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services and uh, bought it. And now they bring their professionalism and their great work ethics to that particular area for your home. Uh, You want to learn more about that? Go to piroofing.com. And on top of that, if you need a roof, you need work on your roof, you need uh, some home repairs, go to PI Roofing there as well. They handle all of that also. So that's something to keep in mind. So Dave Ellswick show. We got about a minute, guys, here before we get to the uh, the news, and then uh, we're going to continue talking about. We're going to talk about minimum wage again, because all the minimum wage uh, bills that were sitting in the House for votes today have been passed over, which means there's some things being changed about them, I guess. And I just don't understand. We'll come back, and I had Jr. on Thursday. And he argued for the governor, of course, that needed to leave this new minimum wage initiated act alone. I disagree with that because the, a lot of the people who voted, I got to believe, had no idea they might be putting businesses out of, and we'll, out of we'll talk business. after the break uh, because there's two competing interests. There's the economic interest that you're expressing, and and Jr. I think is raising a legitimate issue about the the political strategic. and I'm going to well, talk but about also it. political, meaning de- democratic, right. right? You let people vote. All right, yes, sir. Here's the break. Or I don't know. That's not good. Pull down or or okay. I think that we are. Well, you're back. We had something happen that took us off the air, but we're back now. Okay. Dave, can I mention two other things I want to talk Go. about, uh, and I'll, and we'll mix it all in. If I, I about, if I allow you, because I am the overlord. You are the overlord. <laughs> we were talking during the break that uh, Dave is the overlord of all things knowing and unknown, of course. Uh, one is how uh, another court ruled that um, giving the middle finger is constitutionally protected. I like protected. that. Well, I like it too. Meaning, I don't. 
need people giving other people a middle finger. It's not like I enjoy no, it's, that. It's a but form of speech. It's a form of speech, and I want to talk more broadly about what that means. It, basically, it's a discussion about how bureau hacks can't control your life. And the other thing I want to talk about is HB 1834, Dan Sullivan dropped uh, last week, and it's the anti-discrimination bill that prevents uh, preferences to any group uh, by the state. And uh, I think that deserves some. See, when you yes. dropped it, you said you asked me to look at this. Right. So check this out. Just yeah. And I looked at it and I go. Yeah, what's the problem? Yeah, that's what right. I said. I yeah, said, Dave writes you... me, what's the problem? Yeah. Dave thinks I only send him bad things, Paul. <laughs> like, like, the world's, the sky is falling. Dave, yeah. you know, sometimes I send you good things. Yeah. No, this is, this is one to hold the sky up. Right, right. this yeah, one, so this is propping it up. Here's what I said. Did I miss something? I don't see anything wrong with this. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is it's cutting some of the strings that are pulling the sky down. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. exactly. Pretty that's interesting. Right. That's, a, that's, a, that's a problem because from what I understand, we do give preferential treatment in various different areas. Just like, what do they call it, the, the STEM um, in, in colleges and universities, these, these various different fields that a lot of times girls don't want to go into, mm-hmm. like engineering or some other fields. Yeah, science, uh, other technology, fields. engineering, and math, I think is the M. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. so, so it's, it's just one of those things where a lot of times, you know, God made men and women different, and so guess what? We are interested in different things. Mm-hmm. And so the fact is that men choose to pursue fields that women don't choose well, it to gets pursue, even, it gets pursue, even worse than generally that. speaking. Well, and, and, and for sure, right, there's no reason to expect that any one group is going to go into any one field at the same proportion as they happen to be represented in society. Right. Is it why? Like, why would you expect that? What kind of random outcome well, if, is it? If, when, if, right? if you deny science, if, you, if, right. you, if you're sitting back, if people who, who actually – Deny the fact that men and women are different. Even then, though, right? Like, take like let, let's say. Well, I don't think there's really any difference between people from Oregon and people from California. Yet, Oregon has twenty percent more chemists than uh, sure. than uh, California. Yeah, ju- just cause. Who cares? Right? Exactly. At the end of the day, who cares? Exactly. Or just, just like these people that that want to say, well, there's certain races are disproportionately um, represented in prison. Right. We can look at that. Why right. is that? That's right. But the fact is, men and women are also disproportionately represented in prison. Significantly. To, to, exactly. a, to a much higher degree than races are. Exactly. I well, think, I think pr- men and women pr- prison oh, is 10 to 1, I think. Yeah, well, I, I was in a meeting once, and someone brought up exactly that issue, Paul, that you're spot on about. And, 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 and the implication was, well, this must be, in fact, I think there was a statement, this must be racial bias. And then someone else said, "It could be." Well, it could, right? And the response was, "It could be, but couldn't it just be that those particular individuals, whatever race, whatever gender, whatever height, whatever shoe size they right. are, committed those crimes for which they were arrested and convicted?" Correct. Isn't that just possible? It is possible. It definitely right. is possible. The, the thing is, the, the disparities between men and women could also be caused by the the fact that women are treated more leniently than men. It's possible, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's also entirely possible that. That men are running around with a bunch with a lot more testosterone, and therefore they get in trouble more. Mm-hmm. The fact is that when was the last time you you heard of um, a girl doing something crazy to hold my beer, watch this, and get herself hurt? Well, it, it doesn't. Ha- I bet you it doesn't happen well, nearly at, as much it, as men do. Indeed, it. look at violent crime. Sure. Violent crime is overwhelmingly committed Male. by men. Overwhelmingly, right? Right. right. And so, 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 so we must be discriminating against women and throwing men in jail for violent crime. Right. Right. Paul? right. Exactly. And so that's the thing is that that that. Men disproportionately commit a whole lot more murders than women, and they also get murdered a whole lot more often. Right. 
And so, and so it's not a surprise, or shouldn't be a surprise, that men end up in prison about ten times as much as women do. Now, some of that could be accounted for through the, the, the idea that, that women are, are treated more leniently than men. That's possible. Because the fact is, it may be true. But I, I don't think it's reasonable to say that that's the only factor. Actually, right. I think it would be delusional to say that's the only factor. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. And, that's, and so this bill, uh, what did I say, HB 1834, let's pull up that number so that the people can know. Um, so this bill, and I'll, and I'll get you that number in just a second, uh, is very simple. It says no discrimination, and by that, to be clear, we're talking about preferences. This is state policy. State policy. State acting, right. State, yeah. state act activity. And, and, and it's about giving preferences. This group and that group and... Uh, 1834, HB 1834, so this Dan would, Sullivan. This would, this would apply to like college entrance. Colleges, and, but contracts. Right. Uh, oh, well, you can build this building, but you got to make sure you got a person with, with this plumbing or this pigment or this color uh, right. or this uh, whatever. The special interest group. Right, this special interest group. What, what, why? Does that make them better at stacking brick? Does that make them better at digging a hole? Uh, and so, no, it just gives them some special opportunities oh yeah, special that, opportunity. that, that right. the we're markets not, have weeded them out from. Is that, by the way, we're not discriminating against anything, anybody else. We're just helping out. Wait, wait what? That's wait, discrimination. You know, right. It's, it's, you, they, they turn the language around. This is what the left does all the time, right, Dave? They take, they take language and they turn it on its head. Yeah, no, that's no, what they all do. Right, we're, we're not discriminating. We're giving preferences. What? Well, if you give a preference to one I'm and not, not the other... I'm not discriminating against broccoli. I just eat everything else. Exactly. And I leave the broccoli on the side of the plate. Wait, wait, what? And, and so this bill, Dan Sullivan has now introduced the most conservative bill in this legislature today. That bill is more conservative than the guns bills. That bill is more conservative than the life bills. That, conser- that bill is more conservative than the speech bills. And I like the other bills. I've worked on some of those other bills. And this is the most conservative bill introduced in the legislature as of today. Because here's why, and let me tell you why. Because there's nothing more conservative than saying the best way to stop discrimination, as the uh, Chief Justice of uh, the Supreme Court said, is to stop discriminating. Uh, And so the best way, and we as conservatives, our ideal, our ideal is equality. Quality of opportunity. Everybody's to be treated fairly. Everybody's to tr- be treated yeah. equally. The outcomes don't necessarily right. uh, turn out to be equal, uh, but everybody gets an equal shot. So, go ahead. Let me ask a question. Yeah. So, currently on the books, and this yeah. one of the reasons why I kind of see this because there's a I've been thinking about it lately is because there's a bill on the, on the um, in the works right now that deals with um, marriage age. Here in Arkansas, the state law actually discriminates between males and females. It actually acknowledges a lower age for marriage for females than it does for males. Interesting. So would this bill actually override that age discrimination well, on the, that the, point? this bill is about the state giving preferences preferences. in hiring and okay, contracting. So, so I don't think like sort of privileges right, versus rights. Right, exactly. So I don't think it applies to that. Right, because, although, because, although just to be clear right. I'm not sure that's fair, but that's a separate debate, right. perhaps. Well, that, that, right? I, I, and just kind of a side note, that's yeah. 
it acknowledges a difference between males and females. Wait, wait, what? 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 Wait, there's a what? The, the a difference between what and what? Males what are those, and females. What are those, words what, what are those things? Right. I, don't, I never heard of those things. I never learned those things in biology. I never learned those things in health class. Those things don't exist, Paul, you sexist, misogynist, yep. evil person. Yes, because the fact is that, you know, as much as I like my buddy Timothy, you know, I wouldn't marry him him if he was the last man on earth. I mean, the, the, only the second last. Right? <laughs> the, the the thing is that that men and women are are drastically different. They're different in good ways, but you know, as as much as I like my buddy Timothy, he's sitting at the table here with us. I wouldn't marry him if he was the last man on yeah, earth. You're talking simply a lot be- about Timothy, simply by the because way. It's a lot, right? simply I mean, because <laughs> he's not female, and I, and I am very discriminatory in that respect. Yeah, and it's yeah, a good well, thing. Well, and I think it's a good thing. We've always known you're a misogynist, a racist, <laughs> this, and that, and this, and whatever. I mean, I'll just throw, I'll just hurl them all at right, you, right, 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 because you can draw distinctions, because, right, because, Wait, what? based based on scientific but, facts. But, but, but right. by the way, Paul, Biology. you know when I teach my classes, I give some people A's and some people B's. You discriminatory well, I, pig. I'm differentiating. Yeah, you're discriminating people. against people. What's up with that? You, you're just mean. I should be handing out the happy trophy you should to everybody. A- you should actually just take all the grades and average them out and give give the same to everybody. Do it in exactly. a socialist way. They give a happy face. You know, when I went to law school, at my law school, they did away with this since. Their, the grades were excellent, very good, good, like that. I mean, they might as well have been smiley faces. It was and the goofiest system you've ever heard what, of. So, so, what, so what was the move ba- on to that? So yeah. what was the low, lowest grade? Was it like get a job at McDonald's? Yeah, exactly. Like have a nice day. <laughs> the lowest grade was have a nice day. Have you have you heard about this about talking about the minimum wage again for just a second? Yeah. I've had I've seen it on Facebook. People in Little Rock and in Cabot and up one in Heber Springs said that they uh, they complained about the price of something because it had gone up. Uh-huh. And that the person at the other end of the microphone basically told them that the reason this was going on is because of the change in the minimum wage mm-hmm. here in the state of uh, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Have you had that happen to you yet? I, I, I haven't now, heard I know it. you don't eat at McDonald's that often. Neither do I, to be honest. Uh, that was okay. Uh, but uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't perceived it, uh, but I'm not... Speaking, Paul, of discriminating, I'm not so discriminating when it comes to the prices of fast food, and maybe I should be more so. Um, But the fact remains, and this is what kills me about the left, the left denies science. uh, You know, we're supposed to be the science deniers, right? Mm -hmm. Because economics is science. That's correct. And and now it's, it's fuzzier. Right, it's not like chemistry where you always mix two chemicals and you always get a right. result. Because you you have people, you have emotions Pre- and prejudices exactly. and all kinds of things. Exactly, but there's a science to it, and the fact is, you raise a minimum wage above a market wage because otherwise it doesn't mean anything, and you decrease um, purchasing, maybe a little bit, maybe a lot, mm-hmm. and w- because prices go up, right. and when you decrease purchasing, someone is going to lose a job somewhere. That might be okay for you. You might be willing to sacrifice that person. On the altar of your altruism. Right, exactly. Uh, So that's up to you. But what you can't deny is the underlying fact that prices go up and employment goes down. It's all a question of value judgment. All right, got to get a break in. Let's get our final break for this hour, and then we'll come back and talk more. Robert Steinbach is here, Paul Calvert, myself. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here on the third floor of the uh, Capitol, House side. More in a moment. They haven't actually All right, we yet. continue on the Dave Ellswick Show. The House has just adjourned. 
We'll see if we can't pull a couple of people by here over the next uh, few minutes. Uh, with Robert here, that's usually not necessary. He's got <laughs> he's got some pieces of uh, legislation he wants to talk about specifically uh, because he's happy to see some conservative movement going on. I, I got to tell you, Dave, as a broader point, and I said this during the break. Uh, I'm not pleased with the level of conservatism that has been pushed, or I should say not been pushed in this legislature. Sorry. Sorry when all the, the people, who's that guy Steinbuck telling us we're not conservative? Hey, where are the guns bills? Where are the guns bills? Yeah, well, why, are, why aren't we seeing bills for um, sanctuary cities for gun rights? Yeah, well, why aren't yeah. we seeing bills for that kind of thing? I and, like but that. But I, I, I don't want, and I want to come back to that. But let's just cover all the categories first, right? We're the guns bills. I think we've had some good life bills. Yeah, so I, I'll give lots them credit. of good pro life I'll, I'll give, stuff. Uh, right, I'll give them credit on that. Where, where's the free speech bills? Now we got yours. Yeah, that's a great one. But where are the rest? Where yeah. are the rest? Right. Um, uh, what else do we have? Uh, we have now we have Dan Sullivan's uh, anti-discrimination, anti-preference bill. No, that's, that's good. That's the first one out. That's the first one out. Hmm. So where are these conservatives? Uh, I'm missing one topic, and I can't remember offhand, but I'll come up with it. But, you know, free speech, not enough. Uh, gun rights, not enough. Um, FOIA. FOIA. They've been attacking FOIA left and right. Well, you know, you know, another aspect of free speech we could deal with, you know, in a lot of, a lot of cities, it's illegal for people to put up signs for their own businesses. That's a free mm-hmm. speech issue. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what they do? What do they do? They go out and buy trucks. Yeah, they park and the trucks and drive park, around. Yeah. Park, park trucks in their parking lots, and they put signs on the trucks because the city won't allow them to put a sign up. Yeah. For crying yeah. out loud, yeah. when did it become illegal to advertise your own business on yeah. your own property? Yeah. yeah, That's a free speech issue that needs that to be dealt with as well. Issue. It is a free speech issue. But is it here in Arkansas? Absolutely it is. Yeah, yeah Conway, you have to get a permit to put up a sign, and if they don't want you to, they'll say no. If I understand it correctly, but North Little Rock is notorious for these types well, and, of things. And, and, even, and even on the, even um, outside the cities, I think in some cases, like for billboards, if you want to, if you want to, um, to to build, put up a billboard on your own property and then rent it out to people, they make you get a permit for that. From what I understand, it's it's not permit to speak. It's a don't permit you, don't for speech. Need, don't you need? Don't you? No one told you, Paul. Uh, you, you, speech is free as long as you pay for it. Right. Right. Yeah, as long as you pay for the privilege, privilege right. from government, right. and if you don't pay for the privilege, they'll come and shoot you. And I then, guns, if you, you pay away. for it, you better be willing to put your name, your address, <laughs> your employer, and everything else behind. It. Well, that, that's another bill that um, a great bill that Kim Hammer has. That, and we talked about this previously. I think it's two thirty six SB two thirty six, which quite simply says. If you go home at night, you work for the Department of Motor Vehicles or the Highway Department or the Water Department, and you put something on your Facebook uh, page, you can't get fired for it. Hmm. But, but, but Rob, but Rob, what if that guy says something real mean or he disagrees with some bureau hack or he says something that's discriminatory? Yeah. And what, what if? We're, right? we're, working, so we're working on that. So long as he's, still, not, divul- oh, yeah. long oh, yeah. he's not divulging privileged information. That's right. That's right. Then, you know. That's his private time. And you know what? Between knowing that he's a racist and not knowing that he's a racist, I'd prefer to know that he's it a racist. W- it would be nice. But what, you know? what really irritates me is when we, no. when we have government bureaucrats and other government agents that are operating on government time That's right. and coming down and lobbying, lobbying, actively advocating for government policy on official And let's government. be clear what they're lobbying about, Paul. They come down to the legislature and they say, give us less regulation and, and more, more money. tax money. Well, the, and more know, money. The, peop- the people need more regulation, but the government agents need more freedom to... to-
Late That's us, what they, or they, and, the, they need. and you get these government bureau hacks coming down and saying that each and every time. Stephen Meeks is out Stephen here with, Meeks his, family. With, his, with his wife and daughter. He's got his family here right now. Holy cow. Yeah. He brought them all here. But yeah, you're right, but Rob. This is this is the problem. It's it's government bureau hacks, and 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 the, and let me tell you, uh, state legislators—that's members and senators—these uh, salaried employees who are, are in essentially lifetime positions are the tail wagging the dog. They're coming down and they're telling you how to spend your money, and you're listening to them too often. Well, and the thing is, though, that why aren't they being arrested for misusing tax dollars? I mean, the, right, the, right. You know, I don't have so much of a problem with private individuals hiring a lobbyist to come down well, and advocate that's, that's for their not, That's called the First that, Amendment. That's a free speech right, That's issue, free speech. Of course but, they can but, do that. But what I have a serious problem with is when my tax dollars are being used to advocate against my own Well, think about policy. I mean, it's the same thing if, if, if the state injures somebody and then the person has the temerity to sue the state for recovery, even though right now with sovereign immunity, it's almost impossible to get any type of recovery. Uh, and guess who pays for the lawyers? The injured person pays for both sides. Yeah. Think about it, right? Because you, you have to hire yeah, your own attorney, and, you pay taxes and the, the taxes side. pay for the other one. Right. And they just sit back with their feet up on their desks, and they're like, oh, right. well, and, we can wait and, you out. And then the individual who hurts you, right? if you win the case, the individual right. who hurts you, a lot of times they don't have to pay anyway because the taxpayers end up paying. So oh, that's right. the that's taxpayers right. end up getting getting taken advantage of on every side right. when a government agent breaks the law. Right. In right. so many cases. That's right. There needs to be greater individual responsibility. Right. Oh, well, we won't be able to hire someone for the government. Well, then maybe you don't want to hire but, that but, person. But, but by the way, it seems to work okay in private companies. They seem okay. I don't see yeah. that. You know, I loved it when they made this nonsense argument about the Freedom of Information Act, and they said, well, we want to be treated like lawyers in the private sector so that we're on a level playing field. And, of course, we talked about that because it's not a level playing field because nope. in the private sector, you don't have unlimited taxpayer funds right. bankrolling you. But wait a second. When it comes to liability, you, you don't want to be treated the same? Because it was university system that went into the Supreme Court and said, guess what? We have sovereign immunity. You can't sue us. They literally go into court and say, we have sovereign immunity. And then they come before various bodies and say, please give us more porridge, please, uh, (laughs) Master. Uh, We want more outs on the Freedom of Information Act. We want to be treated like a private party. You're not a private party. You are the government. You're paid for by me, by Paul, by Dave, and every one of Dave's listeners. So suck it up. Bottom line, you know, uh, transparency is for the government, not for the individual Right. I don't, you know, exactly. citizens. Right. Nobody gets a look in my underwear draw, drawer. That's right. But guess what? They do get the look in the government's underwear drawer because you know what that is? That's our money. It's my yeah. underwear drawer. That's, that, that's my drawer. It is. I can't even say the word. I should have picked a better word. That's that, my, my New York combining with my living in the South. That's just, I'm butchering the word. It's all right. You do fine. Well, you we'll do try. fine. Let's try. All right. We've got to get a break in. Let's do that. Then uh, we'll be back for another hour with Robert and, of course, with Paul. Five o'clock hour, Conduit News will join us. It's all up ahead on the Dave Ellswick Show. <clears throat> Okay, so um, we were just talking about Bruce Westerman. I'm going to try to get yeah. Bruce Westerman back on, yeah, get the congressman back on, because a few years back, uh, he wanted real school choice, something that that's another area 
Republicans. Yeah, we're, we're, got, that, you know, I think that was the other area when we were going through the list of things that is not happening this. in this legislature. They got to quit. Where's school choice? They, again, well, they Where's school the choice? A, they let the AEA scare them and some school superintendents scare them. Let's go through our list again. No school choice. Uh, not enough on school choice. Not enough on Second Boy, Amendment. Not enough to support the Freedom of Information yeah. Act. Not enough on the First Amendment. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, it's it's you know it, it's really not enough on freedom of contract. You know Kim Hammer's terrific freedom of contract bill, and not enough, not enough on, on stopping on discrimination slash preferences, which is now Dan Sullivan's eighteen thirty four licensure. Oh gosh, I mean overall, I mean the, we can't it, even get. Regulation, stuff regulation. We're, we're we're inundated with regulation and 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 these uh, just bureaucracy and the bureaucrats. Yeah. Well, there, there comes a time you run for office not to represent lobbyists. No, that's right. You represent the people, and the people want to do their own gig when it comes to jobs. You know, one of the reasons that I'm down here helping a, a, a bunch of folks, uh, legislators. Is be, and I'm very sympathetic to them, uh, is because we have a legislature here, and then we have great folks over at BLR. Those are the guys that actually write they the bills. To, well, that's because nobody knows how to write, yeah. you know, a bill legalese. in legalese. Right. And, in fact, uh, uh, one of the chiefs over there is a former student of mine, uh, and she's fantastic. She's That's abso- cool. Oh, yeah. She's How absolutely- long ago was she in your class? Uh, she was in the first year that I taught here. Wow. Actually. Yeah, and still remains. The one- 2002? Uh, five. Five, 2005. Okay. Um, and uh, really an outstanding uh, individual, a very smart uh, uh, individual, uh, and uh, really one of the best of the best. Before we go any further, yeah. people ask, how did I get to know you? Yeah. And... I cannot remember the lady's name. Gabrielle? Yeah, Gabby. Okay, right. Gabby. Yeah. Uh, I, I, at times, would attend dinners over at Professor Ford's house. That's right. And I met you there. Right. This is where Ford kind of does... Uh, who was the guy that started the magazine uh, that really got conservatism going in America? Uh, Buckley. Uh, Buckley, yeah, William Buckley. And... Uh, he would have these dinners, and he right. would have people come over where they felt free to speak about their their beliefs in, in conservatism and libertarianism and things of that nature. And that's what Ford did. That's right. And he was, it was great. Right. Plus, the food was excellent. That's, he's a good cook. And so is Gabby. That's right. Oh, she's right. an excellent cook. What's that's she right. doing now? You know, I haven't seen her in a while. She had been fostering some children yeah. uh, and doing a wonderful job in that. Uh, but uh, but it took up some time, and so our, our paths crossed less. I haven't seen her in a little while. i got to get back is in Ford touch with her. Is Ford still doing his uh, meals? Uh, you know, I haven't. I Ford, haven't if had, you're listening. Yeah, Ford, where's the, where's where's the food? Where's the suppers, buddy? Where's the food? <laughs> <laughs> you got a great, it's got a nice uh, layout that yeah. uh, for his house and that's go right. down by the pond and all of that's that. Right. It's a great that's place. Right. Really, really good. But that's where I, I ran in and got to know uh, uh, Rob. I asked him to come on the show and right. one time turned into uh, a Two couple times of times and then, and then times now it's and ended up uh, just a whole bunch. In fact, uh, Robert will be filling in for me on Friday. That's right. That's right. 
And you know what? You got your own fan club going now. Yeah, yeah there's my cousin and then my sister. No, no. And my, You're being too modest dog. now. You, you've made an impact on the air. Well, I listen, Dave. Uh, it's hard to have a conversation with one person, and so it's uh, it's my pleasure to be on your show, and it is your show because then we have a conversation, and the audience can participate either by listening or calling in. Either way, they're participating, and so I realize for you and. For me, on those rare occasions that I'm hosting, it's very hard to have a conversation with one person. And so you need people to have a discussion. And that's why it's really my sincere pleasure to be on your show. You've established a conservative bulwark uh, here in uh, Little Rock, and you've helped really move the state to the right. There's no question about that. We know that in part because that bill passed that the free, the, what I call, and many do, by the way, the free speech on campus bill was passed because of you. I'm not saying I didn't help. I'm not saying Dan Sullivan didn't help. I'm not saying Bob uh, uh, Ballinger didn't help. I'm not saying Kim Hammer didn't help. I'm not saying the governor didn't help. But it passed because of you. And so uh, this is the impact that you have throughout this state. I've been bemoaning right now today how we haven't gotten enough conservative things done, but we would have gotten even fewer conservative things done without Dave Ellswick. And so it's my sincere pleasure to not only have a conversation with you, but to be part of this movement to solidify conservative values in Arkansas. You know, maybe what I need to do on the show is that we need to start in a entertaining way, because that's a big part of this. Of you got to entertain. You can't bore people, people into you know, a position. They don't. They don't. They didn't sign up to come to a college classroom. That's right. Gosh you know, knows. I teach them. I, I put them to sleep. You know, we'll, we'll just sit and uh, and start and start teaching people. Yeah. Some principles that perhaps. Yeah, they Prager haven't really thought you know, about. Prager yeah, oh, I love Prager. Yeah, yeah, no, I know you do. That's why I pointed out Prager does something. He does that. it. He does it right because I'm going to tell you what. If his, if Prager U, yeah, was Prager's radio show, right, he'd be as popular as Rush. Right, right. No, he. But does. he doesn't carry it over on yeah. on. Sometimes you know he does, that much on his show. Right, exactly, exactly. But he's got a lot of young people that do a lot of it, his stuff for that's him, right. and that's why the majority of people who are in Prager U are 35 years of age and under. Right. I think right. he was talking about that today. I, thought I heard him saying he was talking a little right. bit about that. Right, right, Good thing. Well, let's talk, let, let, let's yeah. talk about something that a 35-year-old can really relate to or anybody, to or anybody who's driven down 67, yeah. 167. Yeah. yeah. And that's flipping the bird. That's right, flipping the bird. And wonder, that, how did that get called, flipping the bird? I don't know. I, I got to find exactly. that out. Yeah. Now I've yeah. thought about it. I'm going to have to look it it's up. It's a good way to refer to it though on the radio because it gives it, it gives yep. good imagery. Right? Yeah, everybody knows what I'm talking That's about. That's exactly right. And so uh, another appellate court. Remember, in the federal system, there's the trial courts. They're called the district courts. That's different in, versus the state courts, by the way. And then there's the appellate courts. They're called the Court of Appeals or the Circuit Courts. Again, a different name than the state courts. And then the Supreme Court. There's just one of those. Um, and there's only a, a little over a dozen of the appellate courts in the whole United States. So, uh, so it's not a lot, right? It's not a lot. And uh, we've now had another ruling from one of them saying that it's within your First Amendment to flip the bird to, say, the cops or anybody else. And while, you know, I don't like being rude to people and I don't, yeah. I don't uh, recommend you be rude to cops or anybody else, that's the point of the First Amendment. The First Amendment is designed to protect the things that other people don't like, that the cops don't like, that you don't like, that I don't like. 
because there's no need to protect, as I've always said on your show, greeting cards and nursery rhymes. Nobody's objecting. Oh, my gosh, you sent me a wonderful greeting card. No, that doesn't happen. That's not reality. People say, he flipped a bird. That's right, he did. And he's got a First Amendment right to do it. And this ties back, by the way, to the Kim Hammer bill that I mentioned earlier, 236, I believe is the number, which is the one that says... On your off time, if you put something on your Facebook post, if you put something on your Twitter, if you put something on your Insta- Instagram, that you're free to say whatever you want. Because it's freedom of the First Amendment that's right. of speech. That's right. Without some pure hack trying to discipline you or fire you. You know, I've heard these pure hacks say, well, you were rude. You were rude. You know what? The First Amendment has now declared that you can flip off the cops. So before some bureau hack is saying you're rude or you said something on your Facebook post that we don't like, uh, they better go and read the U.S. Constitution. But this is the problem, Dave. These bureau hacks are trying to control the lives of public employees down to every detail, whether or not they eat a hot dog at night and whether they put ketchup or mustard on it. And yes, Dave, I put ketchup on my hot dog. I'm sorry to tell you, being from Chicago, I know you've got to string me up for uh, yeah, that the one. Okay, but that notwithstanding, <laughs> I'm tired of the bureau hack sitting in judgment. How dare you? Why did this show up in front of the cops? Was it because yeah. the guy got arrested? Right, so the guy, a guy or a woman, I think it might have been a woman, but I can't recall, gets pulled over, uh, gets a ticket, and after the cop leaves, the, the guy who got the ticket flipped the bird. 100% guaranteed constitutional right. So the cop turns around, gives him another ticket. For what? Essentially flipping the bird, but actually in reality, the cop, when he gave him the first ticket, said, well, I could give you the higher ticket or I can give you the lower ticket. I'll, I'll decide give to you give the, the lower, lower ticket. ticket. Okay. And they have discretion to do that. Um, but then after the, the um, guy who got the ticket flipped the cop the bird, the, the cop came, you know what, because you flipped me the bird, I came around and I'm going to give you the higher wow. ticket. And so he essentially admitted that he's giving him a ticket based on the fact that the individual, yeah, based on his First Amendment protected actions. And while he has a discretion, uh, to give him a lower or higher ticket, that discretion can't be changed based on First Amendment violation of First Amendment, and that's the point. That cops have discretion. That bureau hacks have discretion. I'm not putting cops with bureau hacks. I'm saying they yeah. both have discretion. Doesn't mean that the discretion is unfettered. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to tell bureau hacks. They say, "Well, you know, we've got a sign up. It says no cell phones. You know, I've got a sign up that says you need to do what I want you to do." How about that? How's my sign? I got a sign that says shut up. Yeah, I've got a sign that says <laughs> kiss my big behind. Okay, that's what my sign says. Absolutely. Right? And it ain't so big, but if but I can direct your lips right to it, okay? You'll so, know you'll think it's that big. Right, you'll you think it's big it. enough when you're kissing it. <laughs> I'm just tired of the bureau hacks walking around. And this is what Paul aptly pointed you know, Paul is one hundred percent right on the following point. You know, Paul and I disagree on a lot of things and that makes for good radio no. and it makes good for d- good debate and I <laughs> and I enjoy the debate. Let me but I want to say that, you know, that, that it's it's lively. He's still wrong. Right. Well listen on those issues in which we disagree, he must be because what's the other alternative, right? That's right. Um, but where he's 100% is these bureau hacks come to the legislature on the government dime, driving government yes. cars, being paid by the government, not taking off and coming on their free time. And it's not to say, here's what we spent last year and here's a full disclosure of all of our monies. Because gosh knows, as, as Dan Sullivan, Representative Dan Sullivan pointed out the other day, I think on the floor or in committee, he said, how come we don't know where all the money's going? 
uh, we don't know where all the money's going. That's right. One of the things that we need to pass a bill, Dave, that says that every agency needs to report exactly how much money it has in the bank, that it is banked up, that it is saved from the last year, dollar for they dollar. They don't have that information. You know that? Yeah. Dan has been on the show. That's right. Mark Lowry has been on the show. Right. Both of whom have said... The schools have more money than what most that, of people course, what they think they have. It. That's right. And then, the, as we've talked about before, the, uh, the, the university systems. They have millions of dollars, is millions what I'm of, saying. They're raising money. they got public employees on public property raising money, and they are literally saying, mail us a check, but make it out to a private foundation so that we can yeah. hide from See, the foil. This is something we've talked about That's right. already. But people right. don't. You know, sometimes when you talk about something, I don't know, maybe we don't put it in in terminology that the average voter gets. We brought it before the Senate State Agencies Committee, and they did not pursue it. And 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 I, I, I it's shame on them. Shame on the Senate State Agencies Committee for not bringing forward the bill from Kim Hammer that would make clear that private agencies working as a shadow government need to be subject to transparency like all other government agencies. Didn't even agencies. get us a first to get we it didn't get on a first the table. Didn't get a first or a second. Unbelievable. And, and way, that really bothers me. He's bothers had me like too. three pieces of legislation yes, they've done that. The Republicans didn't give him the courtesy, and the Democrats, who claim to be pro-transparency, are entirely captured by these private, so-called private entities. They're entirely captured by them. Okay. Captured means uh, it can, they're beholden to Beholden. Them. Thank you. Thank you. It is, it's kind of an inside baseball term. You're exactly right, Dave. They are entirely beholden to them. And it's really just and, – and guess who gets screwed in the process? Us. Us, the taxpayer. So guess what, taxpayer? When your kids go to school, you pay a high tuition bill. When your kids go to school and when they don't, you pay a bunch of tax money to go to these uh, public institutions who tell the legislature, we need more money, we need more money. And all along, their employees on public time, on public property, uh, have checks mailed to them on the public property, and they send those checks where? To the public entity to be accounted for? No. No. Those checks that are mailed to public property and are requested by public employees are sent over to private agencies. And this legislature can't do anything about it because they're crying, oh, well, we're worried that we're not going to get enough donations to foundations. How about transparency? How about knowing about the shadow government that's going on underneath your nose? You want to talk about deep state? This is the deepest of deep state. You've got government employees raising money for private entities, and you don't know what's happening and where the money's going. And then the private entities are moving the money back absolutely to state entities, and they're not telling you where that money is and how it's being spent how it's being raised how much is being raised and you have public schools that are getting additional money who are putting it into programs that they know that they can cover it up in absolutely absolutely I need to get Lowry back on to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we need to talk about this, Dave. You know, the the, the attorney general when it was uh, who was uh, who was the guy who was uh, what was it McDaniel? Oh yeah, McDaniel. Yeah. McDaniel. Yeah. What was it? Dustin. What, yeah. What was it? What was the big scandal with with, with Dusty? I forgot now. Which one of the many's that he was involved? You talking? Right? You talking about the uh, the affair or what? Yeah, I guess that was yeah, it. Yeah, right? that was part of it. Right. So so Dusty uh, allocated some money to each of the law schools from money that they recovered. Public money. Oh, yeah, I put it, and, and they built, you guys uh, 
A real nice yeah, workout yeah, a room. A gym. Yeah, we got a gym. Didn't By have the way, a shower. There's no shower. That's right. I forgot about that. There's no shower. <laughs> and there's a sign out front donated by Dustin McDaniels. Something to the effect. Let me yeah. be clear. Something donated with Dustin McDaniels. Donated by Dustin McDaniel or something. No, it wasn't. No, it yeah. wasn't. He's a pure hack who took government money and gave it to another government entity. Tell me, when they get when they get their check from the legislature, does it? Do they say donated by the legislature? No, they say donated by the uh, taxpayer, Justin the, Mc, the, the McDaniel yeah. slush fund. Right. The sign should say donated <laughs> by the Arkansas taxpayer. But this is my broader point: the Arkansas taxpayer keeps getting screwed over because all of these machinations are going on with these so-called private entities where we can't see where the money's being of raised. Of course not. They don't want you to see we, it. We can see nothing that's going on, and in the end, what happens? What happens? I'll tell you what happens. You, the taxpayer, get uh, get screwed because you've got to pay more money, more money, because they're raising money, and you don't know what's happening with that money. All right. We've got to take a break, and while we take a break, one of your uh, one of my big fans? fans are here, wants a picture with you. I see you. a man with a camera. <laughs> that, that's a dangerous combination. He wants, a, he wants a picture, so while you'll take care of that, I'll take care of this. Don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled uh, auto parts, you know, all cars and trucks reach the end of their life for one of two reasons. Either uh, they wear out. That's the ones that I drive. They literally fall like the, the a big piece of them breaks in half or whatever. Uh, or they've been totaled in, in an accident. Now, when a car gets totaled, doesn't mean the engine's not any good anymore or the transmission or whatever. They still may be good and you could benefit from them. Like when your engine goes down, which I did just recently from uh, a person who said that, uh, hey, uh, you know, I get a call from RD and he says, Dave, I know you need a new motor for that, uh, you know, car you got. Well, I've got one and they put it in my car and uh, I, I'm paying them off on that. And but I'm saving about five grand doing it through uh, RD Hopper over at Sunny's Auto Salvage. Every part guaranteed comes with a standard warranty they offer one two and three year warranties on all of their parts that's sunny's auto salvage your number one choice for recycled auto parts call them 982-7451-982-7451 robert and i return in a moment all right we're going to come back i gotta get us to the news while i'm doing that robert is uh Hanging out with his groupies and getting some pictures taken right now. So we'll let him do do that. Don't forget, coming up at uh, 5 o'clock, at 5 o'clock we're going to be uh, uh, getting into talking about... Maybe use them in tip going to be coming... Anyway, Zach, jump on the line with me. What's up? Okay. You said I made a bad call. What's a bad call? No, I made a bad call. I accidentally called your phone. No. Oh. I guess it didn't okay. go through, I guess. Okay, well, you know, it came through, but it was a butt call, huh? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, you you nice. butt dialed me? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> That's what happened. Okay, I'm with you now. Now I got you. I just needed some some clarification there. Uh, we're coming back for the news, and then after the news, Robert and I have another half hour together. We'll do that here on the Dave Ellswick Show as soon as we return uh, after uh, news that's coming up right now. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to kiss me in the ear or something. He was all of a sudden, he sat down next to me having a picture. 
All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Last 25 minutes with Robert Steinbach, who has his own fan club now. Well, we're here with the folks. From oh, here. Home, let, um, am I on? Me, I'm I, turning it up Dave now. has always cut me I out. I just you cut know? you. Cut, well, cut off your voice. D- Dave doesn't want me to be heard. But, you know, no, that's Dave, not Dave, what, are you some sort of bureau hack? You're trying to shut me there up, you right? Go. You're trying so to take exactly. away my First Amendment rights? Exactly. Tell me that I can't flip you the bird? I'm flip- uh, Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> of, the, of Dave's audience, He's I'm flipping, flipping the bird right at me. Right now. Yeah, he is. Right now. And I don't even get upset about it. And that's the point. You know why? Because Dave isn't a bureau hack. But if you're a bureau hack, you're one of those square tin mall cops who... Who, who thinks that he has more authority than he does, and he said, and he yells out, "Stop!" or "I'm going to yell stop again." And these bureau hacks want to control your life, and that's why bills like Kim Hammer's two thirty six that says, "You know what? When you go home and you post something on your Facebook, post whatever the heck you want." So let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Do the bureau hacks, or as I like to refer to them, the bureau rats? Yeah. Now, uh, do they ride the the red scooters around? Capital and stuff? Which, I don't even know what the Oh, red you haven't seen them? No. The, what are the red oh, the, scooters? Not the red, pardon me, the green scooters. Oh, those, the ones the ones that the mayor has said we can't have That's anymore? That's right. They right. Got oh, my gosh, they were here for like a week, and the mayor's like, oh, gosh, you know, you're having fun, so we got to do away with it. I saw why three, I saw three yeah. of them parked outside the Capitol. Dave, the explain day. to me why government is the antithesis of fun. Anything that the government does seems to be anti-fun. Right, and this is what kills me. And so the government, uh, uh, they make a contract to allow you to have these scooters. And I rode one of these scooters the other day, Did you a really? few weeks ago now, actually. Was it pretty cool? It was outrageous. It was it was awesome. Uh, those things did are you, fast. Did you get out there and open it up all the way? I opened it up. I was flying. I was hitting. I was hitting the curb. I'm telling you, I was not. <laughs> I, I was ready to be going over the handlebars. But you know, that's a risk that we take. But this, you know, here's the thing, Dave. This is America. You know, we were talking about off the air the other day. We we're talking about that bill that it was a it's a bad bill, by the way. We haven't really talked about it on the air. It went nowhere. That bill that would have kept secret the process in which we do the death penalty. Oh, yeah. Right? We didn't and talk about that. We did talk about it. on the OK. And, and it's a bad bill because, listen, I'm a conservative I'm and I'm for the death penalty. So I'm not one of these lefties who are trying to use some sort of process to get rid of the death penalty. But it's the most solemn thing the government can do. It's kill one of its own citizens, permissibly, justifiably, but nonetheless kill one of its own citizens. And then you want to keep it secret. You don't want to have any oversight. This is this is why bureau hacks grow. They just why we, trust us. So why don't they do here like they do in Utah? Look here, they, you get your choice of your last meal, right? Where they say, okay, I, I want, you know, fried chicken and, and mashed potatoes and apple pie and all that kind of stuff, that's right, right? That's right. So you get to choose what you want to eat. I mean, it may be the worst thing for your arteries. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't point. matter at that point, all right? So they let you eat what you want to eat. So why don't we do like they do in Utah? You can choose the method of the electric of, right, chair, right. hanging. Right. You can be shot. Firing squad. You can be, a, you know, uh, what, um, given a lethal injection. Right, Why don't we right. just give them a choice? Right, right. And, and, you know, the reason we have problems right now with a lethal injection is because the leftist European governments have told yeah, the drug companies. Yeah, they won't give it to stuff. Well, they tell the drug companies, we won't buy your drugs if you sell them to, to American states that use it for the death penalty. And we are... 
compromising our principles for a bunch of leftist European countries. No, By not. the way, the ones that we saved in World War II, they don't seem to remember whose behinds were, were saved by G.I. Joe. And I mean that because I know it because my father lived in Europe and, and, and was in Poland, went to the Soviet Union, survived World War II. And after the war, you know where he went? To Germany. I said, Dan, why would you go to Germany when they were killing the Jews and we're Jews? Because we'd already killed but, all the Nazis. Well, well, and he said, because that's where the Americans were. Because that's where <laughs> the I Americans were. Right? Exactly. Because the Americans came and killed the Nazis. That's where the Americans were. And now these leftist Europeans are dictating to us. So instead of saying, hey, Let's go back to the other thing we were just talking about. Hey, here's the bird, you leftist European countries. We said, oh, okay, I guess you guys are in charge and we're going to do what you say, so we'll keep everything secret. No! Go make your own darn drugs. These are a bunch of off-label off patent drugs we can make them in a barrel in about an hour and a half but if you can't get that done come where's all where's all that uh, what's that bad opiate uh, drug now that's killing people fentanyl fentanyl hey, give them a couple of drops of fentanyl that'll take them down yeah. if that don't work then this is what this is a and long they go lead up. out with a smile on but their it, face indeed and, and this was the lead up hey what happened to the firing squad that is 100% constitutional it's 100% american and we are in the... the, the, the do, do I need to run for governor in four years? Well, I, Tim Griffin's going to run. And he's going to do well, an excellent yeah. job. I'd job, rather okay? he be there than where, me. Where, where do you live? Who's your state rep? My state rep is... Uh, my my state senator yeah. is Ricky Hill. Okay, I don't know Ricky. In fact, yeah. I well, he used, uh, used to be uh, Eddie Joe. Used to be oh, my state. Eddie Joe had a good bill that was against these lobbyists. Yeah. Went nowhere. Yep, absolutely. Went nowhere. He also had several bills that he put together about how to save money that went nowhere. You know, I looked through, I, I got on the website for the Arkansas legislature the other and yet, day. Wait, let yep. me just say yes, one. Sir. And I know there's a, a, there's several people out there saying, yeah, but this and that. Look, when, Enough some, with the butts. when somebody does something good, let them do something good. Yeah. If they're yeah. doing something bad, then we'll, we'll bite them in the ass about it. But if they're doing something good, let's support them. Right, right, right. I don't understand why people have this whole mentality. It's either 100% uh, why? or no was there percent. Some, I don't know, Eddie Joe. What, was there some negative stuff? Oh, out yeah. There? They, okay. oh, well, right. he, you know, he played games with the, the governor and this and I that. See. I, I can care less if, right. I, if I can pass agree a, with him pass on some me a good stuff bill. Get, it get done. some good stuff through. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm kind of a... I, I'm a Reaganite. Well, you know, we've I've met, said that all along. You had on your show uh, Joyce Elliott. Yep. Um, who, by the way, is really just a wonderfully personable uh, individual. She's a nice and lady. She's yeah. a nice lady. She's nice. But do I disagree with her on 90, 95, 98 percent? Probably 98.7. percent of what she says? <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. 99. Maybe 99, right? Right. But that 1.3%, for example, when we're talking about that you shouldn't have people in jail who are who got there before and stay there after for now when we change a punishment on the same That's crime, right. someone comes in and leaves during the interim? No. She's 100% right on that issue. Mm -hmm. So I will talk with Joyce. And what's happened to that? Bill, I don't know. I don't know. It's it a good just question. It's silent. We need to. You need to get her back on your show because I, we, yeah, we, we need to find out. Yeah, because she's right on the money about that kind. I of had thing. Clowney on too. She's a Democrat. Yeah, yeah. But she's got the right bill. She got a right. bill that says very simple that if you're underage and you're arrested, right, that before you can be interrogated, 
Your parents should be that's there, right, that's or right. a legal guardian that's should right. be there. Yeah, I'm wh- all about that. Yeah. Why, why is it that the conservatives correctly, correctly are concerned when kids are going in and getting abortions without any parental oversight, but then when the kids get arrested, there's no parental oversight? Mm-hmm. You can't have it both ways. I By agree. the way, I need to give a shout out before I forget to Senator Stubblefield. Am I am I saying Gary that right? Gary Stubblefield. Yeah. Stub- outstanding. I'm going to say it again. If you live in Stubblefield's district, do we call them districts? If you live yeah. in Stubblefield's district, vote for him twice next time. Okay, so you're talking okay. about what he did for the dairy farmers. I, I didn't even know what he did oh, for the okay. dairy farmers. Which I'm talking about uh, Kim Hammer had a great bill up before him in the judiciary, and he gave him the first. It didn't get a second, but they're, but they're reworking it. I don't know when that's going to come up, but they're reworking that bill. Um, and so, But kudos to him, and it was that bill about uh, essentially defamation. Uh, and, and, oh, yeah, and, I know what you're talking yeah, about. And Gary Stubblefield uh, g- gave it the right vote, and he called it up, and I want to thank him, and I want to tell his constituents, because his, are, are his constituents within your listening no. range? Well, no, right. no well, he's not really unless they're listening online. Online. Well, you probably have a pretty good online listenership, yeah, particularly during the session. Yep. Um, so I want to tell his listeners he did the right thing. He did a good thing. Uh, and, and if I had a chance, given the way the laxity of voting regulations that we have, I'd vote for him twice. Okay, now here, here's the thing that I understand that Gary Stubblefield has been dealing with on a big issue. If you didn't know, Gary is a uh, a uh, is a in husbandry. Okay, animal with, husbandry. You know, yeah, with uh, with cattle. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay, yeah, nice. There's two different entities. I don't know what the each name of the entities are. Mm-hmm. One has got to be our EPA people. Mm-hmm. The other is a different one. One of them has rules about what you can do with solid waste from cattle. Okay, and the other one has the rules for what you do with the liquid waste. Okay, you guys. Right. Okay, because, you know, you can, you can spray liquid waste out on fields and stuff right. like that. Right. So um, sometimes they butt heads and they cross swords, so to speak, these two. And then the cattle guy gets caught in the middle. Is that right? So he was trying to work on some things to get things straightened out so it's a little easier to get work well, done. Well, or, or you could just have... a. Ocasio Cortez, you know, she doesn't want any cattle, in, you know, too, too many yeah. cattle farts. That's Isn't a, that the problem? That's, that's right. Too many cattle farts. They dealt with this yeah. problem a few years back, about eight years back, right, right. in New Zealand. Well, you know, you, here's they have the problem. So, they've got so many sheep, and sheep fart much more Is than right? cattle do. Well, you know, and, and here's the thing just go to the U.S. Congress. Every time they open their mouth, that's 10 cattle farts right there. Okay, so you it's want to hot keep, air. I yeah, know that's that. a bunch of hot gas. If I ever heard any hot gas. So you worry about cattle farts, just tell Congress to shut the heck up. There you then go. we got no cattle farts at all. all right. We'll save the environment. We'll come back and uh, we'll figure out what else farts before we return here exactly. on the Dave Ellswick exactly. Show. So you think that. That Beto uh, O'Rourke down there in Texas, now, now, that, now Dave, that have, he's got an alien in him, kind of like you that seen Schwarzenegger the ori- movie? No, it's not Schwarzenegger. The original Alien and then Aliens. Oh, okay. Those two movies, right, with Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Remember that movie? Yeah. That's a classic sci-fi movie. If you haven't seen Aliens. We're showing Aliens as a classic this year. Where? You guys are? Yeah. Oh, I'm coming to that one. 10. That's a real classic. Have you ever seen it on the big screen? I've seen it. I saw it when it came out on the there big screen. Go. Thank you okay. very much. Um, so Aliens is a classic sci-fi movie, and for those of you that haven't seen it, it's this uh, this pod implants uh, an embryo essentially in the stomach of a human, and then it comes bursting out of the of stomach the of the chest. And you've seen kind of clips like that. I think Beto 
has got one of the aliens inside of him. And when you see him doing that herky-jerky movement, it's starting to come out. It's like a slow-motion alien coming out of his chest. You watch. He's, like, in about a month or two, it's going to come popping out of the chest, and it's going to be saying, Medicare for all! Medicare for all! I think it's more like Total Recall. Yeah. Do you remember Total Recall? I do. Oh, with remember? that little head that Had lived the guy inside, yeah. inside the right. guy and came out. And that's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of, that's Beto. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Could, it could be Cortez, too. Or, or I think, so one possibility is that Beto has an alien implanted in him. The other possibility is he, he ate some bad potato salad. Yeah, that I mean, could be I mean, it, those too. movements look like he just ate some bad potato salad. Right, and he probably has a movement going. He's he's got a movement, all right. <laughs> Beto's got a movement. We've now discovered what's yeah, going on. Beto's got a movement. On. It's just a different movement than what the liberal but press here's is reporting. What's scary about the guy? Yes, sir. All right, Sanders, who wants to be the Democrats' nominee sure. and has been around for a while, he raised about two million dollars right uh, the other day. Beto in sixty yeah. minutes six raised point six point one. Yeah, good for him. Good. But for I'm him. just saying, yeah. how. Is there like was there like six people that that are that nuts? They gave a million and one guy gave a hundred grand. That's what I'm saying. I'm, on, I'm wondering because Listen, how many people can be that stupid? This is the thing about democracy, Dave. People get to vote with their voices. People get to vote with their money, and they can give it to them. You know, maybe maybe they just want to see the alien. Come but the out. problem is they want to see I the alien. Can't fix stupid. No, no, I can't. But but you know what? Being on the radio. Uh, Talking about the things you talk about has helped fix some stupid in Arkansas by bringing more conservative values here. But as I said at the beginning when I came on your show, probably in the middle of your show already. Um, yeah, was, I'm still ticked off about the minimum wage. You're right. Right, right. But no, but, uh, <laughs> no, but the broader point is that this legislature, uh, I'm saying it here, sitting in the Capitol under the dome. It's a beautiful place. But this legislature has not done enough conservative bills. Let me say it again so that it echoes through the halls of this legislature right now. This legislature has not passed enough conservative bills. I went on the Arkansas legislature website the other day because I wanted to look up some bills and I just brought up the list of bills. You know what I uh, and things that have passed as well? Uh, appropriations. Appropriations. Mm -hmm. Now I get that a lot of what they have to do is pass appropriations bills to fund government. But it's overwhelming. How much of their time is spent spending money, and how much of their time is pursuing conservative values? It's 90-10, I think, and it's, it ain't right. we got to fix that balance. Well, I'll tell you the balance we got to fix yeah. is that we give 66 cents of every dollar to public education. That's a balance we got to fix. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Well, yeah, and that's why that's an understatement, man. And that's why we need HB eighteen thirty four, right? We need to stop with the preferences. We need to move to the best outcomes for the, for our Kansans. Oh well, we're going to build a building, but it's going to cost you more a million dollars more because we've decided it needs to be a female owned business to build this building, or something like that. Do I care if you're wearing a dress or you're wearing work boots when you're building my building? What I care about is whether or not the building is built well and whether the building is built cheaply. It's enough with the preferences. We need to stop this discrimination in hiring. We need to st stop this. Well, that's what Dan yeah. Douglas's what bill will handle. Dan Sullivan, yeah. Dan's a, right. Is it Sullivan that it's put that bill It's Sullivan's okay. bill, of course. Right. That's right. All right. Good old Sullivan. I take it we went to break? No. Evidently, 
We're having a little problem today, and I apologize, where we drop out. Oh, is that right? And we're coming back on. Out that on my, uh, you know, you want to know how I raise my kids? Yeah, Tom. Just go on Instagram. My daughter's on there. Yeah. She says, take time for you every day, even if it's just a couple of moments, and you get a picture like like this. I'm trying to bring it up here. There we go. Like that. There you go. She's stand, she stand, yeah, she's standing on her head. Yeah, yeah. All right. And, and well, she, she works out. She does yoga and all right, that kind right. of stuff. I think some legislators need to stand on their head because they're not pa- passing. They're conserv- already. All, the, all well, the blood's gone to their brain, but it's not working. Well, they're not passing enough conservative bills, so maybe if we yeah, stand them on their true. head, we'll, we'll, we'll wake them up a little bit. It makes you wonder, does it not? I mean, seriously, they, we've got, what, 75 in the House? Yeah, I forget how many we got in the Senate. I think that we're only like one away from being having a supermajority in the yeah, Senate yeah. as well, and we're fighting over we're fighting. some of these concepts that, to me, are slam dunks when it comes to being a conservative. No, it's we need some more firebrand conservatism in this legislature, and and I'm sorry to the Democrats, but it's time to to move out more of the Democrats and move out the the kind of corporatist. Uh, Republicans who are unwilling to make the bold moves that some of these Republicans are willing to make, and as listen, I've said the names over and over again. It's it's Bob yeah, we don't, we don't need right? to, yeah, we right. don't need to call the nays and the a's out anymore. Right. You guys know who they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, what, what, and here's the other thing. Yeah, some of them you might not agree with right. on some issue, right. but again, I want to go back. You need to get behind when they do right. You got to be behind them and push it forward. That's right. That's right. You know, Kim Hammer brings uh, brought forward a couple of good bills, and he couldn't get a second on some of those bills. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And these are conservative bills. What's they going de- on? Look, they deserve to at least get a vote yeah. in committee. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. And that's I think exactly that a lot of times they don't get those uh, those seconds. That's right. Uh, for the simple reason that the. Huh. People who are on that committee don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to, right, it's go along to get along, and that's why I thank Gary Stubblefield for his outstanding work. Um, and uh, you know, uh, Bob Ballinger, who I disagreed with on a couple of bills, nonetheless was outstanding each time we disagreed because he highlighted the important points uh, of those bills that I was supporting. And so I thank him. Kim Hammer, of course, has been pushing the most conservative bills overall. Let me jump in yeah. and just say. As far as Ballinger is concerned, let me tell you what. Robert and Bob Ballinger got two years ago. You remember that? We had a debate had a, on, on your show. Had a knockdown, <laughs> drag <laughs> out fight <laughs> here on the show dealing with, <laughs> the, freedom with the Freedom of Information that's right. Act. That's right. That's right. And, but, but actually, in all seriousness. It and was, Bob lost. Well, uh, listen, I, whenever I get into a debate, I like to think the other guy lost. But whether yeah. or not Bob actually lost, uh, it was actually it was a rather cordial debate. But it was a good debate. It was a, a debate that should be had. And you see, we get along great. You know why? Because we're not a bunch of namby-pamby, whiny, bring in the therapy dogs and, and big fluffy animals. And you the, do bring big crayons. Though. Yeah, the big crayons and the chalk on the sidewalk. Uh, because, oh my gosh, Donald Trump got elected or what other, whatever other tragedy occurred for these leftists who can't You know what they remind up. me of, yeah. those leftists? They remind me of Woody Allen in, in Sleepers. Remember right. when he had the big plug in his in Yeah, his the big mouth sucker. And That's the right. two things exactly. stuck in his ears. That's exactly. What he, yeah. 
That's what the left reminds me of. That's right. That's right. And they're walking I mean, around. They're walking around in their footsie pajamas, <laughs> e- eating the popcorn out of their Jiffy Pop, uh, uh, and they're they're crying every time they see a, a Lassie episode on television. Yeah. Grow up. Here's what I say. Grow a pair, and that's for men and women because everybody's got a pair of something, and whatever you got a pair of, grow another pair because you gotta you got to person up and, and get it done. And the problem is that this legislature has been wishy-washy on getting stuff done. Okay, so... What are you talking about tonight to the League of Women Voters? We're talking about the Freedom of Information. All right. right. Where's that going to be at? That's over in the Fletcher Library. Come on down. Yeah. Come over to to Fletcher Library in Midtown. Go meet uh, Robert. Tell him how much you enjoy him on the Dave Elder Show. I'll sign your Freedom of Information Act book. All right. Coming up, it's going to be the folks from Conduit News. They're coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll finish it up for today here on Dave Ellswick Show, third floor on the House side in the Capitol. All right, final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show for a Monday. We are at the state capitol, third floor, house side. Paul is downstairs at a meeting for landlords that he has interest in in that bill, and he's seeing how it's going. Gazaway is the person behind it. We'll find out if he gets through committee because I think the committee uh, has had enough of it, and uh, Mark Lowry, the chairman, has basically said we're going to vote on it. So, Gasway, you better have all of your uh, ducks in a row, T's crossed, I's dotted, because uh, he's pulled it down several times or has been having it ready to come up for a vote and then says he's not going to put it up for a vote. And he took it to the House floor uh, last week and pulled it down. So, hopefully, this will come to an end uh, today. Uh, Bill, Bill, Joe, and of course uh, Brenda are joining us today from uh, Conduit News. ConduitNews.com is the website. And let me just say that I just got Brenda your your text uh, to me and about this Senate Bill 571, and I have not had not heard about it being brought back up two years ago. It was brought up and got decimated uh, by Republicans. But this time, maybe not so much. It makes an interesting article that you all have. And uh, I'm with you. This, this should be dead on arrival. should be DOA as far as Republicans are concerned. Would you agree? Absolutely. Uh, it was this morning. And to see a couple of senators trying to, let's just delay the bill and find out what the impact statement that was just released this morning says, but Hendrick wasn't having it. Yeah, it's like we got to pass it before we know what's in it. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, that sounds too familiar. I don't like that sound at all, Joe. Why does Hendrick, is, is he talking about this bill at all, about why he wants it? It sounds like to me, this is, I've got his text uh, number. I guess I'm going to hit him and see when he can come on tomorrow. Well, it would be interesting to hear him defend it from a, a conservative perspective. Well, I agree because I say some things, that, and what normally happens is anybody who's opposed to it doesn't know what they're talking about, and he throws numbers around that nobody can vet, and that, and that's that's the pattern that we've seen. Well, in the pain point politics, everyone hates people who smoke. I mean, you know, they those people deserve to pay uh, more money, and you know that's a position, and so we take that additional money that we're taxing those who are costing the rest of us, and then we get to give a welfare check to the, the needy. You know, that would be the position, I assume. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I don't call it the earned income credit, tax credit. I call it the unearned 
income tax credit because that's what it is. You do nothing to earn this unless you can do the old in and out and pop a couple of kids. I mean, let's be honest. That's exactly what it is. If you have earned, and by earning that means a paycheck or you have your own business to you know produce money or you get paid, Joe, could, I could tell Joe well, I have my own business here now. I want you to pay me. If you earn one dollar, then you qualify for the, quote, earned income credit. And what drives me crazy when you read the IRS information and even the instructions on the form, it calls all the money a refund, and it clearly says whether you have paid taxes in or not, you will get this money, quote, back. And how is it a refund if you never paid it in to start with? Well, we all know it's not a refund. That's why I said I call it the unearned income tax credit. That's right. Well, it's very much like the, uh, let's say, even the illegal people uh, population or other people, they'll claim they've got six kids, they don't have any, but the government sends them a check anyway for earned income tax credit. And nobody ever goes to verify, even if they have kids. And they've certainly never paid any taxes. Yeah, I, I... I just don't know why. Why are you? Why is this coming up? What do you guys think? Well, we've been telling you for I don't know how many years we've been talking about this. The Medicaid expansion has put a big hole in the budget, and they've got to get money wherever they can to fill that hole. And I would assume that it's a payback to the uh, Democrats for voting for the tax increases that we've seen the entire session. Uh, and this is what the Democrats have been wanting for years. This is their their prime piece of legislation. You know, what else do they stand for but more welfare? And, you know, we're looking at $519 to $6,431. That's the range of earned income credit that, that people can receive. If you have three children, you can receive up to $6,431. That's federal money. And so Hendron's bill says Arkansas will match that at a minimum of 5%. And so my question is, well, how much does it go up to? And the, the lawyers that have read the bill with me say, well, I would assume up to the full match of the federal dollars. And, of course, that just drives me. I mean, I hope they do this because, you know, we're looking for areas to file more lawsuits, aren't we? Well, I mean, you can just read the papers, Dave. Uh, the papers will, uh, Max Brantley and people like Doug Thompson and all these people, I mean, they just can't say enough good about how great Jim Hendren and, and uh, Asa Hutchinson are. And, uh, I mean, that just is like Twilight Zone. So uh, are they going to become centrist? And are they going to, like, is Hendren going to switch parties? I mean, who knows? Or maybe he's going to start his own party called the Democrats. Is that why he'll be able to run for governor? He's going to run well, as a Democrat? I, I suspect he won't fare well, but he, he, he probably wouldn't believe that. Uh, maybe the U.S. <laughs> Senate, unless Asa jumps in front of him. No, I think he wants to be governor. That's what uh, I think. He wants to be governor. That's what he wants to do. He wants to be uh, governor. But So um, there's another one I wanted to talk to you about. Did you notice how they took the uh, Internet sales tax and folded it into another piece of legislation so that it... The, the, the bill is not the internet sales tax bill? Well, that was slick. And uh, who predicted that that would come up at the very end of the session? So they Oh, we all rush. did that. I mean, we all felt yeah. that that would be one that they left to the very end so they could try to ramrod it through. 
But it's sort of like the military tax exemption bill. You know, you mean you're not for corporations, you're not for helping out uh, making uh, tax filing simpler. You don't want people to be able to carry forward their losses, which I think is sort of incredible to be so wrapped up into carry forward 20 years of losses when in this economy we're not really worried about companies having losses they can't carry forward. Um, it, you know, it's pain point, using a pain point to sell. And my favorite part of the bill is that, or the, the projection is the $20 million. Suddenly we've gone from $200 million, the Internet sales tax, is to bring into the state to now the projection is only $20 million. Well, you, you, you're seeing a, a big government growth pattern here. And you look, if you look back at 2013-14, where the Republicans were all opposed to this Medicaid expansion, and now they are the champions of it, and not only kept it, but enhanced it and solidified it, and that's going to lead us to socialized medicine, which any Republican would say most likely that they're against. Now, we're going to do the same thing with the Internet tax, and we're going to enable that to become standard. There's going to be the problems, just like there were with the Medicaid expansion. They'll sweep all the problems under the rug and solve them by a national sales tax or something similar. So what... What Republican would say they're for national sales tax and, and socialized medicine? Well, that's exactly what they're delivering. And with the internet, uh, with excuse me, the earned income tax credit in that bill, the cigarette tax bill, you go to Texarkana or the border border areas, nope. and suddenly, out too. yeah, they no longer do an exemption. Yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, I we're trying to think what would the landscape be? What would the economic landscape be if there had been a Democrat governor elected. And I think it would probably be better because the Republican majority in the legislature, the supermajority, would have resisted all these things. Yeah, we had so this it is, talk. It is firmly in the lap of leadership that the, all these things are happening, and I hope yeah. the voters will remember that. But, you know, yeah. I don't smoke, so I don't know how much a package of cigarettes costs. Someone told me today $6 a pack. So with this 20% tax they're adding to a package of cigarettes, cigarettes will now cost $7.20 a pack. That's a $1.20 tax added to the existing tax that's already there. And they, and they, but they won't say that in public. They'll come up with some other number and, and say conduit's lying. They don't know what they're talking about. That, that's what they've done. Well, Hendren said $0.80 cents a pack, which that's not true. The language in the bill says 20% on the sales price of a package of cigarettes. Well, that doesn't matter because people will not remember that and they won't hold them accountable. Well, actually, it's a little bit more because when you do 20% of the gross, you know, you've got the 720 and then you've got to add that. I mean, it's going to be an amazing increase in taxes, and any time you increase taxes, you increase the size and scope of government. Well, here, but here, here's the key. Hey, Joe, Joe, here's, yeah. here's the key. You know this, I know this, Brenda, you know this. That's why sin taxes are so popular because if you don't smoke, you don't care. If you don't drink, you don't care how much they charge on alcohol. It would be the same thing when they finally legalize marijuana. You won't care how much that they uh, tax it if you don't use it. It's, it's, you know, we need a truth tax. Yeah, that well, that <laughs> would be a good truth, one. You have to pay a tax. It would raise a well, lot of money. It won't affect us. <laughs> it will affect most of the legislature. Um, we had... Uh, and watching the committee meeting this morning, there were small business people talking about, you know, with my inventory of cigarettes, you've just hit me with a tax of $25,000. And you're hearing 
the senators say, uh, Hendren say, no, well, I'll make sure that that's fixed on the House floor or the House committee. I mean, anything to just ram it through, and it was. It was rammed through, and uh, hopefully the House will stop it. All right, let's go back. Just looking at the article, and you can get this article on uh, conduitnews.com about Senate Bill 571. It's called the Earned Income Tax Credit, legislation to uh, redistribute wealth to people with lower incomes. Uh, Just two years ago, this same idea was proposed by the Democrats, but the bill only received 28 votes out of the 100 members of the Arkansas House of Representatives. Only four Republicans voted for it. The legislature opted instead to pass legislation to give tax relief by lowering the income tax rate on low-income and middle-income earners. So uh, that this is a question everybody has to ask yourself. What's happened over two years now that Republicans want to jump in on this? Because uh, uh, that's a, the question that's got to be answered. Uh, but uh, it won't be answered, I'm sure, before they bring it up and, and pass it. Has this gone? This has not gone through the House yet. Am I uh, uh, right in, in saying that? Correct. It is just uh, Hendren has put it through the tax uh, Senate committee. It, it passed through that this morning. Uh, Trent Garner had asked for a delay. I think a couple of others uh, conversation in the uh, committee debate asked for a delay, but it was it was rushed through, passed after some pretty heated debate. But uh, I expect it'll pass on the Senate floor, and then it'll go to the House committee. Well, the debate this morning was more for show in most cases. I think some of the senators we saw, are, they, they knew exactly what they were going to do. I believe also that there's a sequence of major tax increases coming, the Internet tax being one, uh, the gas tax just got done, and then this this tax, and they're they're trying to they don't want one of them to step on the next one, so they're they're trying to ram them through in sequence. And these are people that go campaign on lower taxes and reduce government. Well, if you gave enough time, what would what would these senators experience? They would experience some pushback from the sh- what the people are learning by listening to this show. Right, so they wanted to avoid that and have to ram it through before there's time for the people to know what the heck is about to hit them. Right. They don't want All right. Texts so, and phone calls. And, which is, this is, this is, they want to tax, hear from the people. Tax and revenue, is that who's hearing this? That's who heard it this morning. Uh, okay, and, so and we, they'll, they'll, I guess they'll bring it up before the floor in the morning. It'll be on the floor to vote on, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, it might be there tonight. They might call a late session. Who knows <laughs> what these people are capable of. Okay, so we need it's got to go before the Senate on the floor, and then we need to make sure that it, it, it will go to tax and revenue in the House. But before it gets over there, it can be defeated. My suggestion to everybody listening right now is call your state senator and tell them to vote against uh, Senate Bill uh, 571. Senate Bill 571. This is nothing more than a tax increase. They're going to kind of try to uh, dress it up and make it look like it's there to help low-income people. But the bottom line, it is a tax on uh, vaping and things of that nature, and they're looking for all different kinds of ways to raise taxes. That is not, let me repeat this again, and we've been saying this a lot this session, that is not the Republican way. It has been for this session of uh, of this General Assembly, but it's not 
the Republican way, it has to be defeated. That's Senate Bill 571. Call your state senator and tell them to vote no. I'll be calling Ricky Hill tonight. I'll be texting him and let him know. Vote against SB 571. Guys, take a break. We'll be right back with you. We've got to get our first break in here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're on the third floor on the House side on the Dave Ellswick Show. We return here to the third floor on the House side of the state capitol talking about uh, all these tax increases that are uh, coming up here at the end of the session. I'd like to talk before we get to the break, the bottom of the hour, because this bothers me, is that the Internet tax is being folded into a piece of legislation so that you don't even know, you the voter, don't even know that they're looking at increasing or uh, making it, you know, uh, legal to go after the Internet. Uh, that's that's amazing to me. Your thoughts, guys? They just can't. I'll tell you, you can really get a good feel of that down at the Capitol when they openly mock economic freedom on the floor of the Senate. But at the same time, from what Joe's saying, in that bill, you'll see their, their, the preface, if you'll call it that, which means nothing. It's as bad as the titles. They have almost gone over every one of our talking points. Uh, I'm talking about conduits talking points as to why we do not need that Internet sales tax. One of my favorite, you know, is to say that, oh, the, the Internet makes it so easy, the, the software makes it so easy for the little guy. And, you know, that I was told, well, they got that straight out of the Supreme Court case. But... But, Dave, they have expanded in that bill the definition of sellers, even beyond the case that went before the Supreme Court. So we're looking at not just out-of-state sellers. That has been expanded to a whole other group of uh, product or services that they're going to expand this tax to. Well, and, and the bad part is that, that these people are selling it like, oh, we're going to get all this money from out of the state coming in. I mean, they're not saying that specifically because they carefully craft their language, but they're inferring that, there's, hey, there's this windfall of money outside the state that we need to get in here. And who doesn't want to do that, right? Well, it's our people paying the tax. No, that's right. It's you, it's me, it's everybody who, who does all of that, uh, that pays the tax, not them. But Dave, and, I it's heard not, you and it's not the people County, over in and Mississippi. And I was very proud of you. I was applauding, even though it was after the fact, and I was watching online. But good job. When when, when was that? When I was at Saline County. Correct. Okay. She even yeah, mentioned that, that in, in one of our meetings. How good of a job you did. Yeah, it, it was great. I was proud of you and the the person, in the audience. I don't know. I was just guessing. Maybe Ann Clemmer. That's being mean. No, it wasn't. It, Someone who it was telling her. you, no, no, that tax was good and we could get more money. And I, you really, you know, said I, I respectfully disagree. It was great. Yeah, well, I'm, I'll never vote on taxing myself if I don't have to. I mean, it's that simple. And when do I have to? The state, when I got here, had a $1 billion budget for the first time in its history. It's now at 5.7. What has the government done worth $5.7 billion. Nothing. I'm well, sorry. Most of it for themselves, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, there's I not take... been any conversation about cutting spending. I do think that maybe Asa tweeted about it, you guys are spending too much. or Yeah, they, they say the words, but... Not very often. Unfortunately, we point out the facts, and, and they try well, to 
Okay, Joe, look, I got to take I got to take a break. News is next. Back in just a moment. Yes, this is Paul Calvert. We are at the Capitol. Dave Ellswick has stepped away from the microphone for a few minutes, and so I am sitting here. The Marble Halls. We are kind of um, getting to the point where the a lot of the legislators have um, starting to leave, and some of them are still here in committees. I just recently um, sat through a committee where they were hearing a landlord-tenant bill, and it, it failed in committee, but not not by much. But um, so it's possible it could be brought back. But it was an interesting bill. They changed it drastically from what it was before. They, they essentially gutted the bill. And so that was part of my reason for, for actually opposing it right now, even though I didn't actually know what the actual bill was because they changed so much. That actually causes it to violate the Arkansas Constitution because bills are not allowed to be changed from their original purpose um, after, they, after they get filed. And so they can amendments can be made to, to tweak them and alter them somewhat. But when you drastically change a bill so that, so that it no longer actually fills its original purpose, then that violates the Arkansas Constitution. And so that was kind of my reason for opposing it, even though I didn't know what it said, know, know exactly what was in the bill anymore because they drastically changed it. And so it, it did fail, but it's possible it could be brought back up. And so it's... it's um, it's it's not totally dead. We haven't. Um, well, any any bill can be brought back up, right? In, in committee, uh, there's no way of basically driving a stake through the heart and cut off its head and stuff it with garlic and throw it out into the sunshine <laughs> so it bursts into the, flames. That's the next vote, I think. You, yeah, that might of, be the one that you can yeah. do. But I'm just saying, it's it's hard to kill a bill. Yeah, sometimes it can be bad, and so I, I didn't realize this committee actually had. Um, as much support for the bill as it did it was it only it had it got 10 votes it only needed 11 and from what i understand there were a couple of members absent that would have actually voted for it so it could have but actually there were there was a couple of members absent that would have voted against it well that wouldn't have mattered because all they needed was one more vote okay to get it out of all right so they needed 11 to get they it out of it 11 well then you need to get in contact of those who voted for and who are Republicans to find out why they're why voting they for. for. Well, and the thing is, I don't even know what's in the bill this, at this point because they amended it so much, and we didn't have any. I didn't have any opportunity to to actually. Oh, they didn't have it out there with well, stricken language it, it and all that. Uh, it wasn't uh, engrossed, and so I, I, I didn't. They didn't even give me an amendment right there when it passed, or when they when they passed out the amendments, and um, so I didn't really have much opportunity to, to, to know what the changes were to see how 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 bad it is or, or well we'll keep or, our eye on right yeah I can, I, it should be engrossed uh, probably by tomorrow okay so we can actually see what's in it now because i think it's not nearly as bad as what it was but it still may have some problems all right so we've been talking with brenda and joe from conduit news conduitnews.com is the website we've been talking about taxes and i want to go back again and and draw your attention uh that the Internet sales tax, which I thought they would run as a separate bill, they have not. They have folded it into a piece of legislation so that they don't have to even have that in the title of the legislation so that you don't even know that they're really passing it. Is that, am, am I correct on that, or did I misread that bill? No, that's exactly what they want to do. and In, in, in essence, it's Internet Tax 2.0. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this bigger, is the same stronger, thing they want. Better, you know, and, and more money than uh, originally. 
I, I just think it's always funny. They, they'll talk one way, and it's as if that's the only way it can be talked. You know, here's what they'll say. Well, this is to make put businesses on a level playing field, and so that uh, the people who are buying on the internet are paying for the product and, and with the sales tax. And, I, and Paul and I have the same view on this. It, why not just tell the businesses they don't have to 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 hit sales tax on the on everybody, and then we're we've got a level let's, playing let's field. Let's level the playing field by hurting fewer people instead of hurting more people. I mean, that, that, isn't why, that a no-brainer, especially for Republicans? I mean, why don't we let, the, let's let the free market work and let people decide what brings the best value to them? I agree. A, sure. Yeah, if there's a, a, a shop, a camera shop that, that adds a value because they clean your camera for free and you mm-hmm. want to patronize them and keep them in business, then great. But right. these people are going to go out of business anyway, many of them, because the same way the horse and buggy went out. People right. want to buy online. Now, why well, does the government feel like they have to take advantage of that? Well, Joe, Joe we've heard cost. we've heard we've heard this constantly. I mean, we've heard it against Walmart. We've heard it against Sears back in the day because they're the big boy on on the block. The the small guy don't have a chance. Well, if that's the case, how have all these small businesses stayed in business? Good service is the only thing that will keep Thank them in you very much. Well, you're Thank you very much. Thank you very much. to the demands of the public. I mean, that's how you Perhaps, stay in business. That's called the market. something people want, not forcing them to have to give homage and their money to the government. I mean, people will continue to do the next thing. And just like uh, we found it interesting to see Scott Flippo's bill, which we've been promoting for some time, and that is to... Stop having to do public notices in a physical newspaper when no one reads the newspaper anymore. That is also a horse and buggy that's going away. But, you know, the lobbying strength of the newspaper is still strong enough now that Scott pulled his bill. Yeah, can you imagine doing something he pulled in the bill? To the newspaper's pocketbook? What they Why would, would he about pull you? the bill? Right, did he pull the bill because he couldn't get enough votes? Is that what it was? We're, we're efforting that as we speak. Well, I would suspect that he, he got told by no uncertain terms that do you want any good stories ever coming out about you in the future? <laughs> well, or, yeah. or at least um, I doubt he pulled it because he got an overwhelming support of votes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, 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 that's true. Thing, just like the dark money issue is. You know, they will come after you if you do things that they don't approve of. I mean, you have to appreciate Suzanne Clark's um, op-ed in t- today's paper up here saying, you know, our politicians are not for sale. And, uh, you know, I-, I wanted to add the parentheses not to outsiders. I mean, Joe and I liken the dark money claims that, hey, you don't come in here and, and interfere in our elections. It reminded us of being in Russellville with the Senate races and and someone in the committee who wanted to support the opposite candidate said how dare you come in here and uh you know be involved in our senate race and i said how dare you allow your senator to cast a vote that affects me across the state i mean you know let's be fair here Uh, i I gotta go ahead finish up Okay, I, I, I need to ask you a question because I've had this discussion now with three people on the air just today. Uh, Lundstrom had to pull down uh, her three bills on the minimum wage, HB 1752, 51, and uh, 53, 
uh, today, and the only reason I can figure she pulled them down was she was falling short on votes. Uh, and I had a uh, JR on last week in, in what was a, a pretty, uh, uh, how shall we say, open uh, debate that we, we had with him uh, about uh, several things. And as we were discussing uh, the, the vote on uh, the minimum wage, you know, it was, he said it was the governor's uh, view that they, they let the vote uh, stand uh, from the people and uh, nothing be done. And I just said that, you know, somebody, let's just take Lundstrom, for instance, she represents her constituency, and some of her constituency is probably people who have businesses. Isn't she supposed to represent them as well? And it sure sounded like to me that the governor felt like, nope, that ain't necessary. I would say the governor's gone to great lengths to turn the the Arkansas Constitution on its ear to thwart the vote of the people when it was what he wanted. For example, the expansion of Medicaid vote when uh, Bart Hester cast a vote when he promised he would override it if he would vote this way and then he got his Medicaid expansion. If that's not thwarting the will of the people, what is? Well, the term limits, there's another whole issue. But you don't think they over, overcame and still are trying to overturn the vote of the people? Well, they've, they oh, they've, they've overturned the vote of the people on that by using issue three. Well, exactly. They've got another one coming up, Dave. Well, which one's this? Well, Senator Clark has introduced a bill. Oh, and yes, I saw that. And not only does it do the normal extending of term limits and calling it reducing them, but if but you stay also, out for four years, you can come back and run again. Right. That's the good part. The bad part is it also included the, barring the public from creating a referendum to address term limits ever in the future. The, you can't, initiative. You can never have an initiative by the people. Only the legislature can mess with the term limits from this point forward to be written into the Constitution. Well, that sounds like a liar and deceiver to me. Well, yeah, I mean, when we happen to be so bold as to point that out, uh, I guess the term liars and deceivers is now, uh, we got license to use that because that's what Senator Clark decided to use in reference to our analysis, which was spot on. You mean the term liars and deceivers? The analysis was spot on, and he wanted to use the term liars and deceivers, which you'll find that many of these uh, establishment Democrats are, are going around doing about conduits work which will defend it anywhere anytime all right we're going to come back after our final break and talk about our final topic we'll talk term limits i sure want to talk about uh senator clark's uh idea of if you can sit out for four years you can come back and i guess run for another 12 we'll talk about it when we return here on the dave ellswick show all right let's finish it up for this monday here on the dave ellswick show and we're talking to brenda and joe from conduit news conduitnews.com we're talking term limits now senator clark has brought forth a uh, a piece of legislation he would like to see get through committee be voted and made into uh, a law, and that is you would serve the, the, the terms. Of, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. You served, you served the terms that were set under Issue 3. Then if you set out for four years, you can come back and run for that office again. Is that correct? 
I'm not sure that it's the same as issue three terms because that was kind of convoluted in in and of itself. But it is, a, I believe, it's a constitutional amendment to put on the ballot for the people to vote on, and they're going to okay. call it establishing term limits again because I think it's slightly less than they are now. I think it's 16 now, and he's proposing 12. So obviously, that's a reduction. But you've got the cooling off period where you can reap what you've sown from the lobbyists, and then you can go back for 12 more. Be a consultant for those four intervening years, I would assume. Right, a lobbyist or whatever you're going to be. And then you come back for 12 more years. But the the good part is, is that the citizens can no longer go collect signatures and get term limits on the ballot ever again. Yeah, it's yeah, we've been told that the bill ahead. would be amended to take that piece out. We've not seen the amendment yet. If it's there, it hasn't been filed, or it hadn't earlier this afternoon. But I want you. I want to caveat what we just said by saying that everything that we've said about it may or may not be a lie or a deceit, because that's the term that Senator Clark chose to use describing our analysis. Now we don't believe that's the case, but now it is copacetic to use those terms in political discourse now. So I guess we got a license to call those people liars and deceivers as well, and not run afoul of the, you know, the the uh, vocabulary, the rules. <laughs> just just yeah. say what the rules are, people. And let's go. Yeah, it's kind of amazing to me here uh, that. That uh, that would be an initiated act by you know the the Senate if they decided to take up uh, Clark's uh, act. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't it's think that's not going to be. One that's of not the, one of the th- the three or the the ones that they want. You, I, well, I don't you believe think that. Will be part of well, the three. Well, before we get to that, I mean, just think of the arrogance of proposing that, though. Well, I understand that. People, uh, yeah. yeah, even to come up with it. Yeah, See, I, I, I know I know one that's not going to make it that I think that really should make it, and that's making uh, judicial races partisan again. Oh, yeah. I, want, I, I, I know it's got not a chance, but I'm saying at least somebody had the, the guts to put it up there, even mm-hmm. though they knew it would get shot down. It was Robin Lundstrom, who I think has done a really good job thus far during the session. Robin has done a good job, and her bill to uh, address the minimum wage was excellent bills, and I'm sad that uh, Republicans choose this session not to act like uh, Republicans. Yeah, I... If you're defining a Republican by the platform. Yeah, I don't see how you cannot tell uh, a, a representative or a senator to not recognize some of their constituency you've got to recognize your constituency i've been i've been told by several people they've been approached by business owners saying this will personally put me out of jail or put me out out of jail out of uh, out of business and you turn around and i asked uh, you know the the governor's spokesman and it's like well this is what the people voted for, and maybe we need to, you know, reap the whirlwind, well, so to and speak. So, sometimes that's reasonable. Sometimes, if, it, um, if you know, what do you think when you when you you know file a bill? Let's take uh, um, school choice or special elections. You know, I, I take the position, and, and certainly people can disagree with me that keep the bill strong and to its uh, intention. 
and you have a better chance than when you water it down and amend it so much it's no longer recognizable and then it fails. I yeah, mean, you might talk to uh, Gazaway about that. <laughs> Well, Gasaway just had a bill that that failed in committee that he that he just he just basically gutted well, about the landlord. Well, the, the other one that he had is what seventeen oh five, the the dark money bill, which is nothing more than an attack on the First Amendment, and it uh, it got pulled at, on the the House floor. Yeah, but you better be watching that one. Uh, you know, to, pull it, to, to amend it, and here it is, and suddenly it, it works its way through when we're not looking. A very dangerous bill. I mean, I, you know, I asked, I, we certainly told uh, Jimmy what we thought about that bill, and I'd be very sad, saddened again to see the legislature pass such. But uh, free speech is, you know, never free, and it it's, comes with a price. Well, back to what you had said about judicial partisan elections. Yes. You know, the, the case to be made was you, you will basically understand where the, the judicial candidate is coming from, what his philosophy is more clearly. Well, you know, that's a nice thought, but how do you even know that for a legislator? I mean, they say they're Republican and they do the opposite. Right. So how's that really going to help knowing well, where a judge is? Yeah, Joe, I think I think one of the things that we need to have for judges is that so that they can actually tell us what they think. Another thing I think would be good for judge races is to allow regular people to run for judge positions. You know, you Just and like I, the Supreme Court. Right, yeah, you and I and Dave and, and anybody else is essentially allowed to run to be Supreme Court justices, but I can't be a district court judge in Arkansas. You can't you, – somebody that's that's a morally upright person in Arkansas cannot be – a, a local judge unless they're an attorney i mean that basically eliminates almost all good people because and attorneys are um kind of inherently biased in favor of judicial power because of the way they're trained in many cases i believe and so it's i think it's a it's a disservice to the people of arkansas to only allow attorneys but also when when they're not allowed to to tell us what they think because of these judicial these um judicial rules then it's. I think it's bad. We can't act effectively um, vet judges. Now take a break, y'all. We're out of time. Brenda, Joe, I appreciate it. Let me just uh, throw in here before we let Brenda and Joe go. Thank you for your article on HB 571. Uh, I highly recommend that uh, our listeners today call their state senators and call them tonight. And first thing in the morning and tell them to vote no on 571 because it's going to end up on the Senate floor either tomorrow or at the latest on Wednesday because they're only going through Wednesday. Guys, thanks so much for being with us. <clears throat> we will talk to you again next Monday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Remember to go check their uh, website out, conduitnews.com. Read that story about HB 571, HB 571 and call your state senator and tell them to vote no on it. And uh, we'll keep you up to date on the the landlord tenant bill yep. that continues to wind its way through. We'll, we'll try see. to get Robin Lundstrom on tomorrow Hopefully talk about dead. what's going on about the minimum wage. We'll try to find out about 1705, make sure that it's dead as well. Mm -hmm. And while we wait on the death knell for all of those pieces of legislation, we'll take a break. We'll see you again tomorrow, 2 o'clock, right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.